Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and today is up in our 509. It's NXT Update Vengeance Day. I'm not alone. I have a pleasure to be joined by our resident NXT expert and New Japan demigod. It is Monty. How's it going, man? Thank you for making the switch. Thank you for making the switch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Always excited to be back. Uh, you know, I honestly believe that uh, I, we're gonna have to revisit my uh, my godhood when it comes to NXT at some point because uh, I, I'm watching so much of it. I've been enjoying it. Uh, we'll, 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 it's on the rocks because I know if, if it's anybody that that's why I love this show. If it's anybody I know who got just as much NXT history, I've been hearing conversations about the different eras of NXT and all of that. Now I, I would pose that question to you at one point, at some point when it comes to this, but if there's anybody I know that got just as much knowledge or just as much appreciation for what we've been through on this long road that NXT is, it's, my, it's you. So it's always fun to uh, do this uh, with another person who have been someone who's been a long time, you know, enjoyer of NXT, just like me. So this, these, these are my favorite times of the month, man. Yeah, well, I love the update. And again, it's crazy to think that I've been doing this for nearly 10 years now. Like, yeah. original Samoa Joe. I mean, don't get me wrong. One of my favorite moments on the podcast ever is us when we did the Samoa Joe, like, promo reading, whatever it was. You know, that was fantastic. <laughs> and like yeah. I said, update, <laughs> NXT and the update has changed so much, even though we've still got the kind of base of what we've always right. done. But uh, it's going to be fun. We've got five episodes and, of course, Vengeance Day. But we're going to start with news and injuries because we ended the last update talking about Cora Jade and it was confirmed she suffered a torn ACL from that NXT house show so she's going to be out a very long time. Monty this is devastating for someone who has only just returned. Yeah you know and uh, it's, uh, like you said it's just one of those things that that, that happens sometimes that's very unfortunate like you said for someone who had a lot. I honestly think that she probably would be now, I don't know if she would be the one to dethrone Lyra, but she would have been a great heel uh, person to throw Lyra in the ring with, maybe even possibly dethroning her at some point, you know, because of we know that, at, at, again, it's kind of like we talk about Roxanne. When Roxanne came in, Roxy seemed like she was going to be one of the people that NXT Women's Division ran through. She's still a very important part of it, but, you know, like we mentioned, not as much as maybe me and you thought. And then I think the same thing can be said with Cora J. A lot of it has to do with, you know, maybe, you know, just needing to be more seasoned. But also in, now we have an injury here and like you said, just returning, seemingly like she was going to be in that top villain role. And, you know, now she's injured again. It's very, very unfortunate because I thought that she seemed to be both times she's kind of went, leaned into this. Uh, mean girl, but not necessarily Tiffany Stratton style mean girl aesthetic. Anytime that she's kind of leaned into that being that person, she's been uh, at least a joy, in my opinion, to watch for the most part. So, uh, and the thing is about NXT, when you got these serious injuries like this, it, it sucks because I think me and you both know that we see, uh, we talk about it with Trick Williams and a lot of other characters so far in our time reviewing together, like NXT is all about progression and watching these people grow. And uh, the only way that these people, the only way they get better a lot of times is being in the ring, being on television, being involved in things. So to get more time stripped away from uh, her, her at this time in a young, in a, it's already a young career and it's an important part 
part in time in her career, you know, uh, it's really unfortunate. It really sucks, but I just wish her the best on the road to recovery and all of that. Uh, it's always tough with these ACLs. Uh, I know, I think Charlotte is like post six weeks and she's been a genetic freak and already standing and working out and just, just being a super athlete. So, you know, I don't, I don't think everybody can recover to that extent, but yeah, man, I, I just, I just wish her the best because rehab is always tough when it comes to injuries like an ACL and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, man, it's a long road. It's tough, but I, I think she'll be back stronger because, you know, you just got to keep going. Yeah, I think the problem is, though, you know, we talk about injuries and development as well. And someone like Tegan Knox, who now is on the main roster, but suffered. Perfect kind of, example, though. You know, like I said, three massive injuries. And maybe you're not kind of as hot as you were at that point in time. So Definitely. it's kind of like a rebuild phase. And also, yeah. we're going to talk uh, about another superstar who's had an injury Nikita Lyons of course right. came away you know been away for a long time has returned which I think we'll see on this update and then has been injured again which is it, just a horrible yeah. situation but it's going to take time for this talent to kind of find their character and with these injuries just make it even worse exactly it's like I said you know Tegan Knox is a perfect example because I still think she's kind of trying to like you said find herself or pick herself up from those injuries, those those injuries that took her out, you know. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's really, really tough, and it's always unfortunate. Nikita, like you just mentioned, only had like a couple matches and then now seemingly will be out for a while again. It's just like you said, you hate when that, when that happens, when you get the injury bug. And like I said, it's really vital in this stage of these uh, people's career because of, again, I just feel like week to week, if you watch some of the people that, you know, we're going to see on this update week to week. You can see the progression. We talk about a last legend or so. Imagine if last legend when she was more un, you know, unexperienced and before she's kind of developed into what she's becoming now. Imagine if she gets hurt early. Like, um, look at all that progress that you lose that she's been able to pick up because she's been healthy and being able to work with metaphor and doing all that other stuff. So again, it's, it's tough, man. It's really, really tough, but I wish them all the best because it's one of those things that is a part of this game, but we all hate to see it, you know? Without a shadow of a doubt, we wish them well in their recovery, but we're going to get on with the update and we last left NXT with the Dusty Classic halfway through the first round matches, which was Bron Breaker and Baron Corbin or the Wolf Dogs beating Gallus and Axiom and Nathan Fraser beating Hank Walker and Tank Ledger. So on tonight's show, we've got Chase U, Duke Hudson, Riley Osborne versus the LWO, and of course, Carmella Hayes and Trip Williams versus Blade and Anoffy. So let's get to it. January 16th, we start off with the Trick Mellow Gang versus Anoffy and Blade. Of course, NXT used a combined theme for Trick and Mellow, and Booker was not happy. You know, <laughs> we're going to be... I mean, even the crowd, uh, again, we're going to get onto it as we move on, but again, it was cheers for Trick and people wanted to sing and then booze for Mellow. And Mellow's <laughs> got a great theme, you know, it's just... Right, it's a good song. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, the entrance is a big part of what Trick has going. So to kind of take away from that, yeah, it, it, it was distracting. It, it, it was one of them things, you can almost blame it on Mellow. Like, ah, if you wouldn't have forced him into this team, we could do our... We can do our shit. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Uh, so we're going to get into the action and Anuffy and Blade 
wore yellow and black polka dot themed gear in honour of Dusty. And they looked phenomenal against Trick and Mello. But Trick would not be denied. He picked up the win with a flash knee. And we've spoken about, um, of course, Enofi and Blade. They're a great team. But there's no way they're going to win this. <laughs> but it's a great way to start yeah. this team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, as a matter of fact, as we go in these episodes, a couple of times, every time they've been on on my screen as far as wrestling in, in their type of matches and their style, I think they they the, the sky can be the limit for Blade and the Nofa. But, yeah, like you said, they were definitely up against it here. Trick and Mello, whatever, all the momentum that they have and just the, the actual storyline focus. Yeah, man, they were up against it. They didn't have a, they didn't have much of a chance at all. But it was definitely a fun ride, man. It was four athletes just jumping out of the. I know in basketball they have a phrase when uh, guys jump high and you know dunk high or whatever. They're like jumping out of the gym. That's exactly what we had going on in that match, man. They were they were doing their thing. So uh, I do think it made Blade and Nofe look good. But yeah, not not a chance of winning. Not a chance. <laughs> Well, backstage, Tatum Paxley warned uh, Lopez and Vice that she would stop them from ever touching her champion. She promised to win the Battle Royal to protect Valkyrie. New champion, Femi told the NXT Universe he had reached his destiny as North American champ. Dragon Lee challenged him to a rematch at Vengeance Day, but Femi refused to accept and said the open challenge was closed. Backstage, Lee Dragunov told Trick he would face him for the NXT Championship at Vengeance Day. Mello reminded Trick that the Dusty Classic Final was on the same night. And then we see Tate and Paxley teaming up with Lyle Valkyrie to beat Lola Vice and Electra Lopez. Paxley arrived in full matching gear to the Valkyrie. And she kept her promise to protect Lyra and took the brunt of the offense. Uh, <laughs> again, this pairing we're going to talk about as it goes on. I-, I love this kind of stuff because it is the kind of crazy cheerleader in a way. But we know where it's going, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. We, we, you already probably know the end goal or how the end result, but it definitely can still be a fun ride. You know, it's always a, a little a hidden element of will, you know, Lyra accept and uh, embrace, uh, you know, Tatum, or you know, will she get pushed away until Tatum turns? Will they get braced and then somebody turns? Like, what, what's gonna happen? But it's always a fun ride, and I think what I like the most about it is the Develop the, the the extra element is giving not only Lyra is giving her something to add to her as a character and her personality, you know. Uh, and, but it also has get, given Tatum a start. And I think we talk about like you, we know what Mickey James is now, but I think a lot of people who don't who who watch her now probably don't even have a clue about how we were introduced to a Mickey James. But like you see what I'm saying? Like Paxton can always uh, this is always be a great way. Like I said, we knew, I knew, I remember what she was doing, trying to be with Ivy now and trying to do that. But this is way more memorable already, just as like who she is as a character. We find out a lot more about her just from chasing around Lyra. And I'm interested too. I'm, I'm, that's one thing about it. It's been an interesting ride. And I think right now they're playing their cards perfectly. We'll see if they can keep the momentum. Right, uh, well, Fallon Henley promised to make the most of the opportunity later. I'm going to go on a grace, cleared out the women's locker room. She talked herself up. Ridge Holland beat Little Joe Coffey. Gallus beat him up after, and no one cared. NXT Anonymous caught JC Jane continue her plan to save Chase U with the women of the university. Jordan tried to focus on setting a future while well, talking with Brendan Reese. Bron Breaker and Baron Corbin argued over the tag team name in the latest interview. 
course, it would be the Wolf Dogs. And then Dusty Classic, LWO beat Chase U. And I will say, seeing Selena Vega on NXT brings back too many bad memories. But it just goes to show how good the LWO are. <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Like, we see yeah. it on SmackDown, and then we think, oh, no, this is, we remember the Legado of old. I agree. And I think a lot of times, what's so far for me, and I, I want to know if this is how you feel, a lot of times for me, especially with a, with a group like Legato, you get a chance or at least a little bit of insight of just, to me, it shows me the mo- so, it's so many more moving parts on the main roster. So sometimes they get, like, you get overlooked almost just in general because uh, you don't have much time to do what they do. But as soon as they go back to NXT, they're immediately allowed to, allowed to cook and look like, you know, stars or potential stars. And, and I just think, it just, in my opinion, that kind of is because of the difference in scale of the rosters a lot of times. But, yeah, LWO, man, you know how we, we – me and you both know anybody who's been privy to be able to watch NXT and watch what Legato was before they, they went to the main roster, you knew that these guys could go in the ring. And I think uh, being, putting them back in the Dusty Classic, even if, uh, you know, you were wondering, oh, okay, why are they down? I knew immediately that we're going to get top quality stuff because that's just what they do when they've given they've been given a chance to um, do their thing. So yeah, man, uh, this was this is a bright spot. And uh, but again, I think to me it just really showcased. Yeah, man, I think Triple H almost have too much going on in the main roster to give everyone the spotlight that they would deserve. So when they go to NXT, you it's, it's everyone for the most part who've been doing double doing double feels like a bigger deal on NXT. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've been watching NXT for a little while, you will know that Jack really hates Native <laughs> Americans. Uh, this time, picking on Trey Bearhill. Now, Monty, does he know they're different people? Or does he just think, like, I- I'm not sure what they're, go- what they're doing. Uh, Bearhill's power surprised Jack, but Hard Justice still knocked him out with Discus Big Boot for the win. So... Dijak hates Native Americans, but picks up a victory. You know, it's good and bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm with you. I don't necessarily think he knows a difference. To be honest, I think that I think they if, merged together in his head. <laughs> if his next fuse to tanker, we are. We are <laughs> yeah, he go finds the tanker out of, no, out of nowhere, or he just. Out of nowhere, rips a picture of Chief J. Strongbow or something. <laughs> like, wow, that was random. Yeah, know, yeah. <laughs> well, afterwards, Lexus King beat down Bear Hill and told him to stay out of his business. Joe Gacy joined commentary for the match, putting over the action. When Dijak got in his face, Gacy headbutted the hill and they brought to the back afterwards. Von Wagner told Mr. Stone he would win gold in 2024 and challenge Noam Dar for the Heritage Cup. Slightly heard us also. Don't you fucking dare. JBL found Josh Briggs backstage and told him to become his own man and not just to follow in his footsteps. Drew Gulak made no quarter catch crew go back to basics. They also announced a catch clause in their contracts. A catch is just it's just too many times. I'm going to keep calling them like the no catch catch court crew. But we'll see what happens. I mean, <laughs> if only it was another name, like a combat club. But right. Just, you know what I mean? Oh. I was just about to ask you, is, is this another deal where uh, Sean, like we, we, we accused Sean of possibly watching New Japan? Do you think he do you think he, he peaked out a collision or something? 
don't know. Well, <laughs> the next match was number one contender, Battle Royal and Fatal 4-Way. Um, the family, though, who will only wrestle once this entire update, uh, talked up Adriana Rizzo before a match. She and Dana Parker got into it and each got eliminated. Lola Vice eliminated Alexa Lopez. Tatum Paxley then took out Vice. Vice and Lopez brawled to the back in quite a surprise. That was a quick turn. You know we talk about, like, mumps. <laughs> We're going to talk yeah. about it as well. Like, partners turning <laughs> each other. It took one elimination in a battle royal. Like, come on. We're better than that, surely. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It didn't take much. But, you know, I think me, the thing is, they didn't do a good job of kind of showing us that they were going to turn on each other. But we, we both knew that when Electra was talking about cashing in, why don't you cash it in for a tag team? You know what? That was right there when I figured out that, you know what, this probably wasn't going to last. Well, but Carmen, yeah. <laughs> Carmen Petrovic kicked Blair Davenport out of the action. Davenport made a pay afterwards with a knee strike. Grace eliminated her and celebrated like she won the match, which was a really good moment. But Fia Hale sent her packing. Ren Sinclair replaced the injured Cora Jade. They made it to the final five, but she was eliminated by Lash Legend. Um, Cora, well, James got took her out as well. The final four were Roxanne Perez, Dallin Henley, Keanu James, and Kalani Jordan. Can I just say, I've not struggled with so many new names since we first started doing like, the Japan shows. Do you know what I mean? Like The, the amount of new <laughs> names. Yeah. Ren Sinclair and Charlie Jordan. There's Jordan and James. There's a... So I apologise if this is not my best yeah. work. Uh, but, you know, give me some time. Again, Izzy Dame saved yeah, James Jordan. <laughs> Perez it... caught Jordan with Pop Rocks to steal the free count and win. And then Laya Valkyrie arrived to stare her next challenger down. Um, what I will say is where did this Rocks win come from? Uh, and also the match itself. I mean, how did they get the idea to get a battle royal and then turn it into a fight four-way? <laughs> I wonder, I wonder was, if it was a uh, big event, you know, that you know that did a battle royal one day and then the next day they did a four-way with the last four members. I don't, I don't know if you recall that event. I don't know if we reviewed it recently or not, but you know, interesting idea, man. He's Sean is very creative. <laughs> yeah, he's got like all these ideas. <laughs> This was good uh, though. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Good. This was good. I like the sprint. I like the drama of it all at the end. Now, that was. That was. It was nice and dramatic. And I'm with you. I didn't kind. Of, I didn't definitely didn't see uh, a big victory from. Uh, uh, did not see a big victory from for Rocks coming uh, because I just felt like, which we'll talk about more because she's still kind of going through it. I just felt like she was in a transitional period when it comes to who she is right now. So I didn't think that a big victory and getting a number one contender spot, um, especially right now with Lyra, I didn't think that that would be next. But, hey, I wasn't opposed to it because it was nice and dramatic. Uh, and uh, it was a cool finish. So I didn't mind it. And it, the one thing about it that made me be like, you know what, I'm going to stop complaining and just enjoy it because I knew at the end we're going to get Rock and Lyra in some way. And I just know if they're given time, the the what I was projecting was a really good match. So, yeah. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, really good stuff. Move on to January 23rd and the Dusty Semis. Brom Breaker and Baron Corbin versus Nathan Fraser and Axiom. Corbin came out with a wolf head that Breaker famously wore at No Mercy for his match against Corbin. And I'll tell you something as well. If Corbin keeps being this entertaining, 
then it, not only is he going to get over with me, he's going to get over with the people soon. And no one, no, right. one's no one wants that, right? <laughs> no, no. Or, or, or guess what? He's going he's gonna to do so well, he's going to get called up again. Yeah. <laughs> we, we don't, we don't, we don't want main roster Corbin. successful. Yeah, successful <laughs> Corbin. Come on, what's this? Uh, what the hell going and, on? Well, I tell you what, Corbin and Breaker look closer than ever as they wrestled in a tight-knit unit. Uh, they needed to be destroyed to take down Fraser and Axiom. And they did just that, finishing with a Breaker spear on Fraser. Like I said, Baron hasn't looked good in years. This was a fantastic opener. And again, it annoys me because people might be surprised, but they're going against Axiom and Fraser, and we know how good they are. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, 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 yeah. We look. I, and that's one thing I do love from my, from my vantage point. It's been nice. For not only to watch people who don't know much about the NXT UK guys or like the Axioms and Fraser or like they don't know much about now, it's always cool to see people be like, wow, that guy's pretty good or, you know, he's awesome or whatever. But it's really cool to see that other people are noticing what me and you are noticing. Like we mentioned on the last NXT pod how much better and how much more comfortable. And the fact I heard backstage that Corbin is just, he, he did not look at this as a demotion. And you can tell. Like some people may have may have went to NXT in the past and may have took it easy or thought it was you know was you know exactly thought it they were getting downgraded. He has treated it like it's not a downgrade. He's taking it in stride, and uh, I really really have to give props to Corbin because this was a side of him that honestly I don't think I, I didn't I didn't think he had it in him. I honestly didn't even know if he had this side of him in him. Not not just the wrestling, but just. The amount of uh, belief. My own, my problem with Corbin, a lot of it had to do with the booking because he was asked to do a lot of ridiculous stuff. So I'm not going to blame him too much. But a lot of times with Corbin, a lot of stuff fell flat because you just didn't know if he really cared about it or what he was doing was so stupid that you couldn't take it seriously. Now, in my opinion, with this Wolf Dog stuff, even the goofy stuff elements of their team has been fun to watch. It's been good to see that side of Braun. It's been also awesome to just see the in-ring work and work rate. Like, Matt, did you really think think, think about when you what you think about A-Kid or think about Axiom and Frazier and then put them in the ring with Baron Corbin? You What we used to think of Baron Corbin, you would automatically think, oh, this is going to be boring. It's going to be a downgrade, no matter who he works with. But he is picking up his game to where it's like, oh, no, he's going to – not only be able to do his thing, he's been able to put over the other guys and make them look believable also. So I, I just really got to give him props because he really could have just phoned it in. He's still getting paid main roster money, and now he's just only in Florida. And from what I hear with his backstage attitude and all of that, he's enjoying it, and, and he's been giving us good products so we can enjoy it too. So this has been great. I love what they've been doing as a team. And it's weird as well talking about Corbin because it's like he's had to – prove himself to the crowd or you know what I mean like even right, the fans right. themselves like you said with Bron it's like oh we know what stock he's from you know like Steiner's exactly. and that lot he's accepted but with Bowen he's come back now and just shown that he's not the kind of like American footballer not doesn't care and he's got the passion right. and like I said this team is really really good um, and another shocking thing happened as well not just a good Baron Corbin match but William Regal returned <laughs> to NXT to speak with Shawn Michaels and then confirmed Ava as the youngest general manager in WWE history. I mean, holy shit. Nice. I mean, William Regal back uh, and Ava as general manager. Two big developments there, I think. Yeah, man. It was awesome to see William because uh, anytime he pops up, you know, especially in NXT, you know, uh, 
he's uh, he you know it's always nice to see him and again I can't wait honestly since he's not in this role it had me thinking of a couple of things but it was, congratulations to Ava it was really really cool to see her get that spot uh, because she's basically been doing it uh, unofficially I guess for for a little while anyway since she went into uh, Sean's office and I think she mentioned I think Heyman kind of gave or, or a wise man gave her advice or whatever when it came to doing things like that, but I don't mind it at all. You know, uh, it's a co- I've been hearing dueling reasons why this happened, you know, as far as like Ava's in-ring work and having uh, leg problems or knee in- injuries. And she didn't, you know, they maybe they're trying to push her to a more just on screen type of format instead of being in the ring. I don't know if that means her career is over or not. Either way it goes. I don't mind her in this, in this spot. I think this is really cool. And uh, to have someone, like you mentioned, so young, to have someone who basically peers with these people in a management position is an interesting, um, you know, it's an interesting way to do the authority figure type of deal. And so far she hasn't gotten her hands involved or showed any favoritism, but you never know. Like to have someone so young and have someone, like I said, who are just equals with a lot of these people, will we see her, you know, take advantage of her, her, of her spot at some point? It's possible, so I just I, I just think that's kind of cool. What's up? I was either that or like literally, we'll just see her be like, "Oh, general manager didn't work out. She's the ring announcer. Oh, she's gonna work commentary. <laughs> yeah, she's on the get... back. Like literally, just <laughs> where every to... is the rock still a part of it? Like, yeah, she's <laughs> she's doing the drinks down at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or this could be very very awesome if she kills it. Or we see her doing. Every wrestling related job, uh, she's uh, she's on the bump, she's hosting the bump. <laughs> oh, she's doing the kickoffs, that's what that's, oh, that's a new job, brilliant, right? Yeah, uh, yeah awesome, uh, cool. No, good luck, like I said. Oh, there's obviously, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's something there. Speaking of something there, Lash Legend beating Ren Sinclair afterwards, Fallon Henley ran out to save Sinclair from for beatdown. OTM destroyed the restaurant of the family, including Parker laying out Rizzo. Tony D. Stacks of Rizzo warned they would get revenge. Speaking of messes, Lopez made a mess backstage, demanding someone tell her where Vice is. I mean, who is doing all the cleaning up? Is it a team of people? Is it just one guy? Come on, help out here. Joe Gacy attacked Dijak during his entrance and then brawled around the arena. Uh, Dijak sent Gacy through the stage. Then the announce table, Gacy kept getting up until officials broke them up. Dijak has more enemies than wins. That, that what, have you ever seen a wrestler <laughs> literally like that? I just don't understand. Uh, are we on between him and Lexi? Him and Lexi <laughs> King should just start like a <laughs> everyone hates us type of group group or something because they just they meddle with everybody. <laughs> uh, Ariana Grace is delightful. I really really like her. Um, King cut a pre match promo on his way to the ring, calling this the true main event. Mister Stone. Brought his kids as he coached up Von Wagner's old stomping ground of the FBC Mortgage Stadium. Wow, nothing gets me more pumped. Uh, of course, in preparation for Noam Dar. You know, rather than finding a partner and actually getting retribution on Bron Breaker, who crushed your skull. But hey, what, what, do, what do I know? You know, we, we only watch your product. Well, you know, of course you should be doing this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lexus King versus Trey Bearhill. Bearhill walked in emotional and left heartbroken, falling decisively to Lexus King coronation. Um, and of course, Monty, you know how Native Americans get their names because, like Trey Bearhill, 
was talking and the high chief said what happens is when your parents you know consummating you basically you look up and uh there was a bear there was a hill you know and uh, wow of course you know another kid asks why is my name this and he goes well well mr horse lake when we saw you there was a horse and there was a lake and a, another little boy in the corner said how do i get my name and he said well two dogs fucking <laughs> anyway <laughs> we, we move on <laughs> trick tells mellow not to worry about anything he's got it covered but it's a loan now i'm done or immense the host is supernova sessions and asked load advice to great eternal lecture lopez and madrina arrived to announce a match between two next week for brawling with a former friend um you kind of think they didn't have much for dar <laughs> you know, he was just kind of waiting around. Yeah, do a supernova sessions. That would be all right. Uh, and debtors came calling for Chase Yu, taking everything, including the desk, podium, and Duke Hudson's MVP trophy. We then get Scripps versus Dragon Lee. Of course, Tony D, Stax, and Rizzo came out to brawl with OTM. The distraction allowed Dragon Lee to hit Destination Dragon for the win. The North American champ told Dragon he will see him at Vengeance Day. Why did Oberfemi change his mind? What happened? <laughs> you, That's a good point. Like, That's a really good point. Like, I don't... Where did he lose the, the uh, leverage that he had? <laughs> yeah, where did he lose there? Also, I wanted to ask you, do, how do you feel? Because when he, when he won the breakout tournament, and maybe it's happening because it's just Dragon Lee, but when he won it, did you think they were going to, like, immediately have him turn into not not necessarily a coward but you know what i mean did he, did you think he was going to be like a heelish heelish like i didn't even get that that memo that that he would turn out i don't mind it because he's, he's been pretty cool so far but you know what i mean no, like, I, 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 I just thought he'd be a destroyer and fun rather than kind of no i'm not gonna face you and then next week <laughs> yeah i will yeah <laughs> i'll face you <laughs> like an indecisive champion that's what we want right yeah, yeah, exactly. That's very cool. Uh, Idris and Offie Blade moped backstage until Brindley Reese convinced them to think. Yeah, say that name positives. again. Is it Brindley <laughs> Reese? Is that no? Right? I, I'm sure you're right. I just don't. I don't know her name. She, she no, just no, no, again. the same way she popped up in these cutscenes. The same way. I'm like, who the hell is this? <laughs> I don't want to sound like a kind of old British person here, but if she was in the room with me. After five minutes, I say, look, love, enough. All right? Just... <laughs> <laughs> right. Please, chill. Five minutes. Chill, please. And you know what I immediately thought of? I was like, who, what the hell, what did they, did they just, did they, what did they do to uh, Thea Hill? <laughs> I was like, did she just take Thea Hill's old gimmick and turn it up a notch and, and swell up? Like, what the hell happened? Exactly. Why ch- just have Fear Hale doing it? I don't... I, again, you are right. Um, anyway, we see Tatum was upset she let the champ down. And last week was a dream for her, but they are on uh-huh. the same page. We see Blair Davenport beat Carmen Petrovic. And then Trick Williams versus Josh Briggs. With Lear Dragunov watching closely. Briggs accidentally ba- blasted the Mad Dragon with a big boot. Trick Williams hit Briggs with a discus boot and then rolled him up <laughs> for the win. Dragunov tried to attack Briggs before the end of the match, but Carmella Hayes knocked him down. Afterwards, Briggs blasted Trick with a clothesline. Officials barely held the Mad Dragon back from attacking everyone. Briggs challenged Dragunov, but Trick intervened to prevent the Mad Dragon from getting hurt. Hayes questioned why Trick was getting involved in Dragunov's 
business. And then backstage, they argued about Dragunov's intentions. Um, this was a lot going on here. And again, yeah. I was panicked for a second and going, why are they getting Josh Briggs involved in one of the hottest <laughs> angles in NXT? Not, but again, I love Ilya because it's like, you know, you've seen guys in the pub, you knock their drink over and they get up and they're just like, I'm so angry. Just can't <laughs> control themselves. Yeah, I, I, I immediately said, you know what? You're going off sides. This is this, this really what I love about it, like you just mentioned. You go off sides, and you're like, oh, there's no way. Like, come on, Briggs. Well, you know, Briggs would kill him. But, like, the dragon off gets so red. It's so intense. It's just like, you know what, Briggs? You're lucky they holding him back. <laughs> oh, he's so intense. I love it. He love it. Like you said, the slightest thing just gets dragon off. You, 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 did you watch? Like, I watched, I watched old Acme cartoons growing up, so you had the steam coming out of the head. <laughs> That's exactly. I'm sure he gets bigger. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, when he's, when he's right. still, it's, he grows like, Hulk like. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty scary. There's no one like him, man. No one like him. <laughs> but again, yeah, but this, was, Mello, this was soap yeah. opera, man. Very soap opera ish. And I, I immediately was just like you. I was like, please don't tell me you put Briggs in the title picture. <laughs> Slow down, guy. <laughs> we we see Ridge Holland promising to fight all of Gallus without help. Well, fuck Yay. it, uh, New <laughs> XT general manager, Ava, facilitated the contract signing between Live Valkyra and Roxanne Perez. She kept things civil after the competitors almost got heated and the two signed a paper and shook hands. Let Ava do every contract signing. From now on, because that, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, no, it's not happening. And then they just move on, you know. Saying that though, Tate and Paxi did arrive and said the prodigy through the announce table. Uh, Valkyrie knocked down and chastised Paxley for her actions. <laughs> but you know, deep down, she was pleased. You know, right? Come on, you like you 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 gave her a high five backstage or something. You're like, oh, good good job, good job. <laughs> Yeah, man, I love it. Uh, I love the stalker or whatever, how, whatever we want to call her, the super fan, the super, the lover, whatever. She, she's kind of leaning into all of those categories. I love uh, her taking things into her with her own hands, though. I, th- I do like that because, uh, you know, Lyra was being very sportsmanlike and respectful. But, of course, when you got a crazy chick running around, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen, so I do like that element of it. But this was this was good stuff, like you mentioned. Uh, uh, very very cool. I think the reason why Ava worked really well, also in this situation, as far as stopping uh it from getting physical, is she is huge by comparison to both of them. <laughs> <laughs> very intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> the equivalent of like if Big Show was a general manager back in the day, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's exactly. Like, uh, exactly. But we'll move on. January thirtieth, go home for Vengeance Day. We started off with the second semi-final in the Dusty Classic, which is a Trick Mello Gang versus the LWO. And the LWO double coast to coast on Mello with Trick barely breaking up the pin. Hayes caught Wild midair with a double knee face buster. The crowd went wild as Trick got the tag. And hit a pair of bookends on both opponents, then hit his running knee strike for the win. While Melo wiped out Cruz on the outside. Uh, obviously, I liked this, and another thing I liked about this, Monty, um, is the fact Trick picking up the wins. You know, t- t- building momentum 
even in tag matches. You know, this is all about him right now, getting the hot tag, getting the victory. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like you said, that's the be- that's like the best part of it, you know, especially with him being involved. And it, it just, it, it, it kind of enca- encapsulates what I think all of us feel whenever he makes an entrance or whenever his backstage segment goes, you know, as great as Dragon off he is as champion, he is the guy. Trick feels like the main focus of NXT television. And when you got a guy going through basically two major storylines, the big tag tournament and going after the world title, uh, you got, like you said, it, you got to make him feel like the guy. And uh, yeah, it, 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 it plays into everything perfectly with Melo kind of taking a little bit of the low, but at the same time, in the end, you know who's going to put the nail in the coffin for the other team. I think I think that's a genius way to do everything. And like you said, Trick going into his the biggest match of his life feel like the biggest star on NXT. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, afterwards, Obafemi laid out the LWO and Dragon Lee because why not? Uh, Trick wanted to help, but Melo stopped him again. Another indication of heel and face work, which very subtle, but very nicely done. Uh, Lexus King tried to give Ava a gift basket of his merchandise. The NXT general manager instead booked him against Holland. Tatum Paxley was hardly a match for Roxanne Perez, who wiped her out with her pop rocks. Afterwards, Prodigy cut off a potential follow-up attack by Paxley, beating her down until Laya Vakira pulled Perez off. We see Ariana Grace try to give Sinclair some advice, but ended up insulting her and Henley, setting up a match. The long-awaited feud we've been waiting match for two weeks. Lola Vice versus Electra Lopez. Um, well, we see Lopez beating down Vice throughout this fight, but he took on one roundhouse kick for Vice to knock out La Madrina for the free count. I was just like, what? Are we done? <laughs> is, that, is that it? Yeah, it was definitely sudden. I thought it had a lot. Had thought it would she would have a lot more heat. Probably, I probably assumed that the, that of course, uh, the the person who won the breakout tournament and uh, everything that Lola uh, has going for her, I expected her to win. But you're hundred percent right. The way it happened is just kind of the suddenness of it all. It was definitely shocking. Uh, but it, it was fine. You know, I don't know how much. You know how much more I think at this point, I think at this point, Electra had already, yeah, yeah, because right after their promo segment, she had debuted on SmackDown, so that's another yeah, thing. But we're too. not we're not used to that, are we? Like, right, the people hang around for a year, like we'll, exactly, we'll have a, <laughs> no, no, <thinking> match. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Hang around, get a get a blow off, uh, last I mean, woman standing match dusty. or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But they got to wrap this up quick so she can go do her thing with Santos. And uh, I think that's what happened. Uh, Triple H or whoever made the call that we need a woman for the uh, for, for Santos' new group. And Sean was like, well, he can just get the woman he already had. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they wrapped that up pretty quickly. But I'm with you. you honestly, their entire relationship went by very, very fast. Like, from them being uh, – Semi a threat and kind of a team to showing up every now and then, and then uh, then the whole entire time Lola kind of shines, wins the spot, and and then just now it's over, just like that. We're done. We can move on. So you know, it is what it is. I if have, we had, you a, know, if we had like a greatest hits video, it would just be them dancing. 
You know, no, he said that, that, <laughs> Yeah. You know, no, exactly. Exactly. That's pretty much back, it. But... Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, speaking of uh, wrestlers not doing much, Rich Holland had another match, uh, this time against Lexus King. Um, Gallus arrived, causing a distraction. Lexus King got the win with a coronation. Afterwards, Gallus blasted the left leg of Holland with a chair. Backstage, Mello again warned Trick about Dragonoff's mind games. Duke Hudson played a tribute video for Chase. Uh, Andre Chase and Chase U. <laughs> JC Jane and Fear Hale arrived. Just first of all, ready to say goodbye. But he announced the Lady to Chase You 2024 calendar that would save the university from financial failure. And overjoyed Chase named her an official member of Chase You. She seemed a bit uneasy, but liked it in the end. My question to you, Monty, what was the fucking point? <laughs> what was the point? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Following this, a year, what the fuck? Thank you. I, 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 from the sense that, let me say it this way, from the sense of I understand where they're coming from, or like from the sense of getting out of this storyline, because that's what it feels like, to be honest. <laughs> like, just be honest about it. It just feels like they really wanted to get out out from under this storyline. <laughs> so they was like, ah, I know I know a good way that makes sense that could get us get us away from it. Let's put out this calendar. And that's how they got their money magically uh, back, and they're fine now. You know what I mean? Now we can get back to vignetting and doing whatever else Chase you were doing. But when you think about the ride that we've been on pretty much since they won the tag ties, and you remember just how over – I'm not saying they won't be – we're talking about that little building in Orlando. They probably still will be over and popular. But my problem is that I just feel like a lot of the momentum, that whatever momentum you thought, whatever you thought of Chase you, they had something going. And it was building, whether we thought it was going to be Duke turning, which, again, could still happen. But, you know, what, whatever we thought was going to happen, all the way to them becoming tag champions, all the way to what J- is JC to be trusted, to now she's, you know, a genius who saved the university. All of this just feels, like you said, at the end of the day, like a waste of time. It's just at the end of the day, like, and, and you know who I blame? And you're going to laugh because I think you, you're, you're going to understand completely where I'm coming from. You know who fault it is? It's the family. It all comes back <laughs> to the to our tag team champions who would rather take us through the worst soap opera <laughs> ever just to get just to avoid wrestling weekly. Like, come uh, on, man. Like this was just yeah, a whole yeah, lot of that story, man. yeah. You are right. Yes. They they could have just feuded. Uh but and again, like Fear Hale change of character never the don't no, even matter. She don't even it, leave the school. Yeah, like, there's no matter. development. Like she just <laughs> she gets let a crit. someone else take a gimmick and then became more like JC Jane. Like I just don't. Yeah. And now you got the romance and Riley Osborne again. Not to go on for too long, but a few weeks ago he was like, "Yeah, hi, fear." And now he's like, "Oh my gosh, what are we gonna do?" You know, it's like yeah. you turn into Hugh Grant. Like, what the fuck did this happen? <laughs> What happened, man? And even JC to an extent, it's cool. But think about who JC was when she turned on Gigi and all that. Why do she give a damn about the school? Like, why does she's she like, care? I hate tag teams and stables, but I love groups. Like, any, anything more than five. I'm yeah, exactly. Of, but... Make it make sense, man. Well, again, Lexis King interrupted backstage celebration to chase you till Osmond told him to back off. And I have said this, but I'll say it now, if just in case of note. My thing mm-hmm. would be Fia Hale betraying Chase U to go with Lexus King. 
and then have <laughs> yes. some character development. Do now something that's some like heat. That. You know, <laughs> that'll yeah. get us some heat too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I see that vision. And then somehow we 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 reverse it and like JC is fighting with Chase of all people. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Well, uh, unfortunately, we haven't got that yet, but we have got. Matter of fact, Duke can turn too, and he can have yeah, some. Lex can have some muscle. Yeah, Lex can have some muscle. So yeah, bring, bring back um, what's his name? I can't even figure out his fucking name now. Not Brody. Something like that. I'm sure we get emails. <laughs> you, you remember the guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah Bodie Hayward or whatever. Bodie, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well done. I remember um, him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Ariana Grace, <laughs> Fallon Henley, and Grace had no answer for the physical offense of Henley. However, Lash Legend wiped out Henley outside with a big boot, threw her back in to take the pin. Uh, like I said, I'm a real fan of Grace. It's the little things like celebrating like she just won the Super Bowl. The family and OTM Cup pre-tape promos on each other ahead of Vengeance Day. Heritage Cup, Noam Dar versus Von Wagner. Dar uses the distraction of Aura Mensa to pick up the first fall with a Nova Roller in the second round. The Scottish Supernova got the second pinfall after sending Wagner shoulder first into the steel post, followed by a stack-up. Afterwards, Dar and Mensa mocked Mr. Stone's kid until the big man sent Mensa through the announce table. Stone's kids watched closely from the crowd, which is not weird at all, even though Von Wagner looked to be the biggest fucking idiot going. I mean, again, what is the point? I'm going to talk about Von in a little bit as well, but, like, did he never see a Heritage Cup match? <laughs> what, what was the point? The only saving grace is that so far in his career, he has not been the smartest <laughs> person. <laughs> He's not been portrayed as smart whatsoever. Because that's the only way you can explain uh, that away. I mean, this was uh, this was what it was. I, I didn't have the highest expectations. I, I don't think you did either. But you know, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think I, to even <laughs> screw with Von Wagner or whatever they got going. Forget that. Like you mentioned. Well, they don't. They don't know what, the, what else they want to do with with Noam. Huh? The they, is, they, they lost the plot. Huh? <laughs> with Stone, if he's saying to Von Wagner, he's going. If only there was a match type where you could win by putting through someone a table. Like, oh like yeah, you do. But I just I can't. <laughs> Von's like I don't know. I just keep losing. I have no I clue. Put through a table afterwards. That's <laughs> all I do. Just you know, just. Oh, oh goodness. But it went from the ridiculous to the sublime because we see Dijak and Joe Gacy brawling in Hard Justice private office. It's nice Dijak, out of every wrestler in WWE, gets his own office. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you get Bloodline, you get Triple H, and you get Dijak. <laughs> they're free. Um, the brawl continues. And he's he apparently not paying the bills. He's always barking no. now. <laughs> he's got his tablet, bless him. He's <laughs> electric. Uh, no water. <laughs> the brawl continues where Hard Justice kicked Gacy into a dumpster. Um, yeah. Ava then agreed to let Dijak and Gacy fight in a no DQ match of Vengeance Day. And again, Joe Gacy here, very entertaining because, yeah. again, I don't know why, but it's just working for me. I agree. I don't know what it is because he's still creepy or crazy, but I think all the all the cult and imagery and just being uh, cryptic for no reason. I think Psycho, you, let's say it this way, leaning into making him feel like a Bray Wyatt was a mistake, but making him be the new and improved like lunatic fringe Ambrose type of deal, but just like even more wacky, 
I think that that that's definitely fitting him much better. You know what I mean? Just being a more of a wacky type of uh, lunatic instead of being, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, cryptic and whatever they yeah. had going on with the tree and all of that type of stuff. That was fine, but that one was way less. It was harder to buy into that. This one makes a lot of sense, you know, especially with him being alone now and just. And then Dijak is the perfect person to do it with because Dijak is so no nonsense. So you got a you got a, a complete idiot like just uh, someone who's lost the plot completely going against someone who's just very very you know strict and you know no nonsense. So they play off each other really good here. And uh, I like you said, I'm with you. I didn't think I would like what they were going, but I, whoever decided that we should go the wacky route. With Gacy, I think they they've done a good job of kind of rebuilding because I honestly I don't know I'm you know we talked about it he was one of those guys that if you found out a few months back he was one of those guys that if you heard the NXT was releasing him you probably would say oh well you know he had a good run you know what I'm saying so yeah. I think it's cool that he's seemingly has found his footing somewhere. Right, well, the main event segment Trick Williams question whether Ilya Dragunov was playing mind games with him. Mad Dragon told him to worry about Carmella Hayes' plans. Dragon mm-hmm. hugged Trick, but Bron Breaker and Baron Corbin struck, taking out both men. Melo arrived to help clear the ring. And now, don't get me wrong, I know Baron and Bron beating you up is bad, but I wouldn't want to get hugged by Leo Dragonoff. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's the biggest mind game. Yeah, that, that's not a good. So far, that has not proven to be a good sign. Uh, getting a hug from him, uh, he again one of the most. Like I said, I, I love I, I, when I'm online. I freak. I see that a lot of people who who've been watching agree with us. Dragon Off is on that short list. I know Kurt Angle, a couple other guys from the past and present that you just you would not want to fight. Dragon Off is um, Ilya Dragon Off at the almost at the top of my list. Of people that I just don't want any problem with. <laughs> you don't want any problem with a guy like Dragonoff because he is just uh he's just like I said, so intense. And uh like you said, the energy here, the the presentation of Dragonoff, I got have to give NXT props because uh a lot of these NXT UK guys, even with Noam to an extent too, the presentation of these guys just feels like that. Whoever they watch NXT UK, whoever whoever's been in control of what we're doing creatively with Dragonoff and with guys like uh, you know Noam Dar. I don't know if they watched it in terms of Gallus all the way. They probably they probably snoozed off when it came to Gallus a little bit. But hey, they definitely seem like they understood what Dragonoff and Noam Dar and guys like that were all about because he's just been a delight. And uh, yeah, man, he's just great. <laughs> to be fair, they probably did watch Gallus. And then when they showed up, it went, how small are you? They... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> not ready for another Cruiserweight Classic, guys. Uh, so we'll move on then. And it is Vengeance Day, February 4th. Uh... What better way to kick off than with kickoff? In the studio, Megan Morant, Matt Camp, not for long, and Sam Roberts. We see Trick and Ilya arrive. Lyra arrives wearing champ pants. That's what she says. Tatum shows up as well, and Lyra is happy to see her. Well, that's what I'm saying. Kenny Kincaid interviewed Dragon Lee. Wolf Dogs were bonding backstage. The panel compared Gacy to Mankind, which, again, you know, we were talking okay. about Lunatic Fringe. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, they like punishment, or he likes punishment. And right, it's like, right. 
there was no wrestler that likes punishment. Again, Ilya Dragunov, you could maybe argue. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, cut it's to Gacy. Yeah, cut to Joe Gacy wearing a red flannel top, finding weapons backstage. Mm. So uh, I wonder if they are trying to hit home that kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah. If, he, if his catchphrase is like bing bong or something like that, <laughs> you know, with a <laughs> He started doing an yeah. elbow drop off the apron. I think I yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> uh, anyway, main show. And I was disappointed by the opening video. But again, the main story leading into this has been great, which is all about Trick Williams. Would this be his night? Of course, facing the dragon off the NXT title. But first, would he win the Dusty Classic? Uh, of course, it was the final Trick Mellow Gang versus the Wolf Dogs. But Vic Joseph announced a return of Wade Barrett for one night on NXT commentary. Great to see yeah. Wade. But... Unfortunately, uh, Booker T was at home recovering and he has been off for the past few weeks. And of course, our commentator of the year last year, we wish Booker all the best. And this is bad because especially Trick's what could be his biggest night, to not have Booker there, and I've said this to you before, is the equivalent of JR not being there for like an Austin WrestleMania well, Austin. match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, imagine, imagine Austin and Sean. And you don't have JR there to get an iconic call. Uh, someone who's just been along the journey and if not just as important almost as the talent in this situation is a guy like, uh, you know, Booker T in this case. So, yeah, man, uh, it was definitely one of those things that it kind of sucked. But I didn't mind uh, the change uh, because it just seemed like it was – I'm assuming that it, it was something that couldn't be helped because it was a medical – type of deal procedure and then it was also uh the timing of everything and then we got buried and i and i i like we talked about this too greatest i love we love what booker's been doing and he's been a, a, a delight and an addition but Barrett was also him and vic their chemistry they they were awesome also great together so i wasn't since he was the one replacing him i wasn't as mad about it but you're right to not have him here on such a a big night for trick definitely uh was unfortunate yeah, well, I will complain about not having Wade or Booker in a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> hold tight, everybody. Anyway, <laughs> get Barrett's first attempt at riffing on Trick's theme. The magic was maybe not as much there as it has been before. Uh, but again, it's still great to have him bike. Corbin and Breaker came out on bikes that they walked up the main ramp. Uh, again, <laughs> I understand because... Breaker is uh, Corbin has said he really sorted out his entrance. Bron obviously got uh, the bike as well. Yeah. We see, and then onto the match. And during Trick's hot tag, he seemed to tweak his knee on a kip up, which would uh, be an injury we have to watch in the main event. A rough punch during the match left Trick bleeding from his mouth. I feel a bit sorry for him. I thought you're gonna get his against ear later. <laughs> like you kind of want to, yeah. Don't want to go down. <laughs> uh, Trick Manor gang looked great throughout and the match, uh, but they could not put their rivals away. Carmella Hayes took a spear from Brom Breaker for Trick Williams, and Trick could not break up the pinfall. And your Dusty Classic 2024 winners are the Wolf Dogs. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Monty? Because again, we're gonna get in like predictions and all this lot, but. These two teams felt it felt big, um, and you know what were your thoughts on this? Because I think Bron and Baron as well will get over the main roster, but we'll start with just the opening first. 
Yeah, man, I thought this was cool. You know, I didn't have a problem with it. It, it was uh, good stuff. You know, uh, the only if I did have an issue with maybe it wasn't it was sloppy at times a little bit, just a little bit. A couple of things didn't seem to seemingly go as planned, but it was still some uh, some really quality wrestling. And, uh, you know, I also like how you could just kind of tell from the way the match was put, put together, how much Melo uh, kind of had to kind of take a brunt of the damage. He didn't, you know, Trick, like you said, but I think it was his lip. He kind of he got messed up there. Uh, he definitely took some, some bumps himself, but Melo took the brunt of what was going on here. And, uh, but, you know, obviously with Trick to fighting later that night, you know, that was expected, but it was still cool to just kind of watch the dynamic. It was a couple moments where I kind of thought maybe that Melo and Trick had this thing in the bag, but honestly, uh, it was cool to kind of see, you know, I, I, I the only thing that kind of had me worried at one at any point would be if Braun and uh, Baron had any cracks in their chemistry. To be yeah. fair, neither team really had a major problem, but you know, but any, but at the end of the day, Trick and Melo did not get the victory of the, uh, the spear that took out uh, Melo. I did, I was kind of wondering like where did Trick go when he when it went up <laughs> because like Melo like Melo took the spear, but Trick kind of flew out of the ring and then just didn't make it back in in time. I, did, I was like, what the hell happened? But it was still cool. The finish was fine, and I thought, uh, like I said, Braun Breaker is still adding to his repertoire and that the cutter and some of the other moves that he's just throwing in there. Like, you know what? I know me and you both said he's been main roster ready, but you know what? It's nice to see that even with this extended time, he's had, he's had a chance they all to add yes, moves. They all. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah, he's more than ready, you know? So, uh, this was cool. Like, yeah, I 100% agree with you. The Wolf Dogs on the main roster together, actually, would be a fun way to, to kind of kick it off. And then, you know, with the history with – uh. Him being Rick Steiner's son, him starting off in a tag team, you know, would be kind of poetic in a sense, you know. Exactly, and then you can do you do you know the turn and everything like this as well. But actually, it could right. work and get over. And again, there was a couple of moments here, a couple of spots missed, and Bronze Lucky didn't break his neck. You know, people oh, joke about yes. the ropes, but again, oh my goodness. you know, when you're going that speed. fast, it's it is scary, <laughs> man. You forget, so, you know, like. Um, but again, the question is, well, did Melo, you know, I say do it on purpose, you know, did he did he lose the match on purpose? Because at the time I was like, right, but I thought you really mm-hmm. wanted to win. So throw right. tricking away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe that's exactly. just me. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely makes you think. And uh, But I... It, it, again, it, it will still end up being solid. I, I didn't. I tried not to put too much thought into it, but when it happened, it was one of those things. Like, so how is that going to play into what happens next? So we just kind of had to wait and see. Uh, what would you score out of five? Uh, I think it was a good, 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 solid tag match overall. I think a four would probably be a best best place to could to put it. It probably would have could have been better, but uh, I didn't really think at any point that. Uh, that the stakes were not that they weren't big enough. I just, for some reason, it just seemed like it was too much pressure to at the end there to uh, to see who would win. But I did think it was moments where Melo Trick could have won, so I did think it was still good. But it wasn't. I've seen better 
uh, finals yeah. of the Dusty Cup. I'll say it that way. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, I think the Axiom Aikid match maybe was better. So, yeah. Again, it's maybe slight, but it's still a four. Like, you know, and again, right. I'll learn that makeshift teams have fucked me over in the Dusty Classic for years. Uh, yeah. You know, go, going back to Riddle and Dunn or whoever, you know. <laughs> Insert the team here. Yeah, Joe and Fiend, I think. Yeah, uh, Joe and it, Honestly, every time, man. Anyway, predictions. Here we go again. So, bonus league at this moment. Monty had a fantastic Royal Rumble after the disappointment of Wrestle Kingdom. He is on 13 at the moment on the bonus league. Nearest challengers, James and Gina on 8. Jaxie on 6. So, for this match, James and Jaxie went Trick Mellow. Gina and Monty went Wolf Dogs. So, it means Gina and Monty were on 1. James and Jaxie on zero. Up next, no DQ match. Dijak versus Joe Gacy. Gacy came out to a slightly modified theme, including an opening creepy laugh, but he's still got the yellow mask. Uh, Gacy brought out plastic children's toys and poured them on a table at ringside. My God. Dijak took a bad bump off the apron through the table. Dijak tried so hard to make that bump. He he wasn't going to miss it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, that was yeah. He, he, earlier, someone said, you really think you can make that die, Jack? And he goes, if it kills me. Um, I'll just trapped his rival in a trash can. One thing I never seen, and then stomped on it, but one thing I never seen was a headbutt that way in a trash can. It did look yeah. brutal. You know, I'm going, fucking hell. Oh, my Casey, goodness. Casey nice. blinded die, Jack, with duct tape. Hard Justice managed to hit Feast Your Eyes blind, but could not find his opponent. <laughs> and any wrestler blindfolded turns into Marseille Marceau with the whole <laughs> kind of oh look I'm stuck inside a small room uh, when he finally got the tape off he found Gacy upside down in the corner staring at him Hard Justice barely pulled out the win with feast your eyes but he was disturbed by the smile of Gacy after the finish Monty what's your thoughts on this because I think both men came out looking better after this a hundred percent. I couldn't put it. I can't. I couldn't put it better myself, man. Like that. That's a hundred percent what I thought coming out of it. Like I was like, oh wow, they they really went for it. And, and Dijak continues this stream. At this point, I think they're just making up storylines for Dijak to just get on these big events. It doesn't even matter if the storyline makes sense. Just give him someone to hate so he can go out there and have a banger. Because man. Did he look good? Uh, and Gacy, in my opinion, this was probably his most impressive uh, match easily in his career so far. And I think the thing is with Gacy is he always kind of had pieces to the puzzle when it came to his in-ring work, in my opinion. But like you, like we mentioned in the past, with a lot of the stuff he was doing, the character or just his involvement, they, he seemed like, he almost seemed, I remember at times when he was fighting for the belt in the past, he just seemed like he was forced into there. It didn't like he didn't seem like he belonged there. And I think in this situation, in this style of match too, and you know, if they're gonna try to make him a new generation type of foley type of deal, then he's gonna have, he's gonna make his money off this style. And I think it really played into what he does really well, also. And then the smile at the end after after being defeated and taking the last feature eyes, it was a lot of great. Uh, moments in this match uh, that just, like you said, the trash can spot, um, you know, at some point, you know, uh, he did like a dive with, like, he kicked, a, it looked like Gacy kicked a fan <laughs> the way he did, he did the dive. Like, it was, it was really, really cool. It was really, really cool. And 
it was just a lot of fun. Like I honestly, I, I was not that I wasn't expecting it to be at least good quality. Because again, when it comes to Dijak, I pretty much expect him whether he's gonna because he mostly loses. But if he's not gonna win or lose, he's gonna give me something very entertaining. And uh, for for them to go out there and do something like this, you know, I thought this was really really top notch stuff. Some of the best, uh, you know. And then it didn't go too far. It wasn't it wasn't br- too brutal either. It was right in the realms of a really good hardcore style match that ended up also, like you said, making both guys look good. So how can you complain about that? I, I ended up giving it like four and a half. I really was into it. Yeah, no, like you said, Dijak took two crazy bumps. Um, I really like this. I just want Dijak versus Gagano at a takeover. Because <laughs> I think... No, because again, yeah. if that match happened, that would be like a fucking match of the year. Because Dijak always delivers. Like, don't matter who's opponent, we, we've seen it years past with Keith Lee and stuff like this as well, you know? Like, just banger after banger. Uh, I give it four and a quarter, but like you said, really, really good stuff. Predictions, we all went Dijak. So, Monty Gina on two, James and Jaxie on one. Uh, JC Jane is a genius. Uh, and then she was there alongside Fia Hale. Carmen and Jasmine. Again, more names I don't know, but the calendar <laughs> is selling well. Uh, up next, the family versus OTM with scripts. The family attacked their rivals from behind to start the match. And again, they didn't want to put their titles on the line, you know? So I'm not counting this as a second <laughs> match because we're going to get a title match later, but this is six man. Anyway, they wanted revenge. Jada Parker and Rizzo started out the brawl until OTM forced a tag to isolate Stax. Even Scripps helping beat down on Stax, but um, still couldn't do anything because Tony D got the hot tag. He was unstoppable. <coughs> One thing I do like is waking up a day Stax and throwing them onto people. Uh, I, f- I think that's one of Tony D's best moves, especially after it looks like Stax is out. Rizzo went up and hit a clean frog splash to the outside. And then we see Tony D taking out Lucian Price with the forget about it. Um, Thoughts on this one, Monty? Because, again, I will say this. There was a little video, and it said the family have been tag champions since July. They haven't, have they? That's (laughs) That can't can't be. I'm sure they've lost. Did they they... lose and then move back? Yeah, they definitely lost and won it back, right? Because uh, Chase, Chase them won it. It must be Chase. At least for like a week, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least for like a week, I thought. A couple weeks they had it. it they definitely at least been in the picture probably since July, though. <laughs> I don't know. like seven months and about wow. four total defenses. <laughs> exactly. That, that's the thing. That's that's why it's so hard for us to remember. Like, they've been, it's been so many vignettes. They could have let all that time go by. You know, uh, it's insane. But, you know, this match was fine. Uh, I didn't have a problem with really much of the action in it. I just kind of came away from it, in my opinion. And let me know if if you kind of got the same thing. Other than Jada and uh, Rizzo, who I'm not familiar much with, but they both, you know, they had their moments where they kind of got a chance to finally show uh, what they could do. And uh, we'll see. I think they both need time. I think think if you looked at this match, you can see that they both – probably going to have to uh, get a little bit more seasoned before we have anything. I don't I don't have much to add other than they need to be a little bit more seasoned. Yeah. 
uh, when it comes to them two. And I think uh, OTM as a tag team, the two guys, I think they're fine. They're okay. They also going to need time. And uh, I just came away from this really with the thought process that Tony D was like, not necessarily saving grace, but you, I don't know how invested in a match I personally can be when he feels like by far the biggest star. <laughs> you, you know what you I know mean? A match feels like developmental when Tony D is head and shoulders above the rest. Like you said, exactly. There, there, there was he was the highlight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. He was the highlight. And he, I personally, maybe if they shared all of the goofy, uh, tropey Italian stuff. Maybe Tony D could have something, but you know, because uh, I, I I think he he does at least have some pretty good, you know, wrestling move or at least a pretty good wrestling style. But yeah, he was by far, like, like we just mentioned, by far the the bright spot here, and that says a lot. Well, it looked like Parker forgot half her outfit, and I know again I'm an old man, but you know sometimes I'm just like between her and Ren, I don't. I guess that's just their their thing, the one legged <laughs> gear. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not a Zach fan. Ryder. Like I'm sorry, but <laughs> and I wasn't a fan either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and again, what's the point of OTM if they can't win? And I'm not minding about predictions, but if you can't win a non-title match to become a threat, then yeah. just fucking go. <laughs> and the whole point was that, oh, it was non-title, but they just looked even worse, especially with the man advantage, because it's scripts. You know? It's just like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's basically not an event. <laughs> just, yeah. He's just there. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. out of five, what would you score it? Uh, again, I think right down the, like three and a quarter, like right down the middle, three, three and a quarter, three and a half. It had some okay moments. The dives from Rizzo and all of that, you know, that was cool. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't have being much thrown to say. Is, like I said, my favorite moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just tossing stats. Move on, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, Predictions, Jackson and I went OTM because we're fucking idiots. Monty <laughs> and Gina went to family. So Monty and Gina on three, James and Jackson one. In the trainer's room, Bello explained that he took the spear for Trick to protect him for the main event. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> with placing match, NXT Women's Championship, Laya Valkyria versus Roxanne Perez. Uh, Valkyria and Perez were battling to shit each other in a physical battle, battle even until Lola Vice hit the ring to cash in a breakout tournament contract. When did this breakout Man. tournament thing become... Cashing, Monty. Money Again, in the bank. Am, yeah. Did I miss this? Like, anyway. No, no. I'm the, just. I, I, I mentioned that when Oba did it. I did not know this is how we do it. But this is how we do it now. <laughs> exactly. Like, literally, I've seen it in AEW and elsewhere. Like, is every just? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the match got well. The crowd, shall we say, got a lot hotter when Vice came out. She hit her best shot on both women with a roundhouse kick, but each kicked out. Tatum Paxley tried to stop Vice's cashing, but she failed. Later, Paxley knocked Perez out the way to set up Valkyrie's win. Valkyrie ducked the second roundhouse and hit the Nightwish for the victory. So, Monty, thoughts on this? For me, Lyra's feathers didn't last. Haven't we learned <laughs> from the Rumble? Haven't we learned? <laughs> oh, I knew you were going to talk about the mess the ring ended up being. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, this was good, man. The, uh, I, I prefer now. Again, I, I'm actually one of those people who can see 
I I get it, especially with the fans, you know, and maybe maybe some of the fans only care because she she does a nice Latin wiggle that, that I think we all can appreciate. But Lola Lola's legit. Lola's gonna be a champion. I don't think that. I think at the end of the day, we're gonna be looking at Lola Vice as women's champions. Either if it ain't before the year out, at some point, depending on how long, unless they call her up magically like they've been doing a little bit sometimes. Uh, she but before she gets called up, I'm sure she will end up champion. Uh, it's just at this point, I think she has enough um, legitimacy about her and uh, the people like her. I think that's going to happen. But this is I did enjoy this. I will say this. I enjoyed this a lot better when it was just Roxy and Lyra, man. They were cooking. And I feel like this just made me want a stand and deliver type just one on one deal. And maybe we maybe that's still what we can get down the line. I'm not sure what the what that where they want to go from here because that might be uh and I think we still can go there because of the unsure of what that match would have been like because uh, if I'm Roxy going into that and deliver or whatever, or going into the next with deadline or whatever it is, I'm like, yo, I had you before she when she made her interest. I've had I had Pop Rocks, I had the, my belt back. So uh, I think most likely we're going to get more development into where Roxy goes next, and that will set up whether or not she finally chases down Lyra and gets the belt. But I really was enjoying what they were doing together because. They were man, the chemistry and like just I didn't I, I you I, and that just shows you when you got when you have it down in the ring and you put two two people who just are good they it flow it flowed like water sometimes you get a little bit of awkwardness but that those two they were flowing like water the triple threat element did add a little bit of a a panic to it it made it all like oh my goodness is Lola gonna come steal this you know um, so I, I didn't mind it from that point of view. But, you know, she did end up, you know, blowing her chance. So, you know, uh, I do think at some point she's going to win it. But uh, this is fine. I didn't have a problem with it. It ended up being a good overall triple threat match. But I, I, it just kind of just left me. I don't know about you, but it left me wanting more Lyra versus Roxy down the line. Maybe even a heel Roxy to uh, put it over uh, going yeah. forward like or something. Like, I would love to see what that looked like because they were doing, I really liked what they had going before uh, Lola popped in. Well, we questioned it, didn't we, last month about why is this match, as in Rox and Lyra at Benjamin's Day and not standard deliver. So yeah. when Lola Vice, with the odd timing, did come out, I mean, she could have... <laughs> again, just wait. Yeah. yeah, just wait until both are down. Like, but again, you want to get wait. involved, you're overexcited. Um, so I think this might lead to... Um, like you said, Lyra versus Rox. But again, this was great stuff from all involved because even when Lola came in, she had to kind of take it up a level. Um, so it's still fun stuff. So what would you score mm-hmm. out of five? Yeah, man, four and a quarter is probably where I end up at. Like I said, it just ended up being really, really cool. And it has me interested to where we go in the title picture next. Like we mentioned, we do have that element of a Paxley because not only did she make her presence felt here, we know that down the line, uh, if let, like a great person to to show that you're a completely different type of character, if I'm Roxy, would be to take out somebody like a Paxley in brutal fashion or something like that. So, yeah, man, uh, it just made me excited to where we could possibly go when it comes to Lyra and Roxy. But overall, I'll give it four and a, four and a quarter. Yeah, I'm going to give it four and a quarter as well. Predictions, we went Lyra, so it means Monty Jr. on four, James Jackson on two. Riley Osborne's acting is shocking. He's fears Valentine. Uh, we see uh, a NXT tease 
We don't know what it is. Is it going to be Okada? Could it be McFoley? We saw a video that says the man has three faces. <laughs> one the world sees, one his family sees, and the real one no one sees, but reflects the evil he truly possesses. Um, again, Monty, this is odd, isn't it? But NXT do this well, create intrigue. Yeah, uh, whoever it is, it seems like it's, like you said, it's Japanese inspired, uh, at least from what I've read. Uh, so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I, it, it's interesting. I didn't want to be this guy, but it definitely also could just be another like uh, uh, Dante Chien type of faction thing <laughs> where they where they could be just the a, turn of TN Shaw. Yeah, TN Shaw. Yeah, it that. could be another TN Shaw. Who knows? <laughs> To be honest, uh, you know, but it's definitely creating intrigue is interesting. And uh, you're right. NXT does a really good job for the most part of debuting and creating that type of spotlight and intrigue. So hopefully it's, uh, it's something that will add a, a nice new element to whatever division it's a part of because it could be a woman. So we don't know. It would be nice to see what happens, though. You're right, Dale. Uh Up next, North American Championship over Femi versus Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee started this fight fast, but the power of Abafemi sh- uh, slowed him down. I'll tell it to Sean Connery then. It slowed him down. Uh, Dragon <laughs> caught Femi in an octopus hold, but the big man dragged himself to the ropes and broke up with the teeth on the rope. You don't see that often. Luchador pulled off an incredible set-up powerbomb on the champion, but a learning throughout his battle with the Luchador, the champion retained with an impactful powerbomb. Uh, Monty, this is the kind of match that I forgot. <laughs> I was going, what's next? Oh, this one. Yeah, yeah. But again, yeah. I believe this was good, wasn't it? You know? Did what it said on the 10. Yeah, man. I was actually a little, I was impressed. I don't know about you, but I kind of, we. I think me and you both know what Dragon Lee is about. We know that uh, his quality uh, of what he was doing, but I the what what I really look at when I watch a guy like a Obafemi fight a guy like Dragon Lee, someone who's athletic, someone who does a lot of the flashy things, uh, and uh, you know someone who can sell like Dragon Lee is is more so what can you do while to to help Dragon Lee look like he's a threat to you, and I think for someone so new to the business, he sold pretty well. You know, he actually made Dragon Lee for a second there look like he had a chance not necessarily at winning but at least doing damage to the big man and for someone so dominant and so strong and the shot the way he just shot putting other grown men like 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 it's nothing you know what i mean it's, it's, it's always going to be impressive that's one thing i say when you got i think and i think that's what they need to focus on with Obafemi going forward just making him continue to showcase that impressive athleticism that he that he uh, possessed because that's what makes him stand out so far is just how impressive and how dominant he can be and uh, I think his run could be a lengthy one especially uh with with his style so I can't wait to see what else they do but he ended up impressing me with how how willing and how how good he looked in the role of uh battling a guy like a dragon Lee because you know, he could have looked out of his depth. He could have looked like he only had, you know, uh, he called, he only is a good look or someone who just have a few moves and that's it. But I thought he I thought he held held his own pretty well. And Dragon Lee also still looked really good and competitive in this match. So this this impressed me. I I, I didn't come with like you mentioned. It was one of those matches you kind of forget about. 
I didn't think it would be bad, but I just didn't. I wasn't expecting much, but I ended up being entertained. So this is a plus. Yeah, I mean, Oba looked great. Dragon Lee made him look awesome. And again, yeah. I was really, really impressed with it. I'm gonna give it four and a half, Monty. What are you gonna score it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm right, right with you. Four and a half, four and a quarter. That range is right, exactly where I go. It was a really good defense. Uh, predictions: We went over. So Monty Junior on five, Jaxie and James on three. Lexis King showed up the calendar signing and got into a fight with Osborne. As I've said before, fear should betray Riley and go with King. Ava gave us a peek of the upcoming events. March 3rd, we're going to get Roadblock, which is the NXT special. Stand and deliver, of course, WrestleMania weekend. And in May, Battleground. Uh, we get Mallet Blade and Edris Noffy trying to reflect on their Dusty Classic loss, only to face a challenge from Nathan Frazier and Axiom. Backstage prayers and vice kept rolling as officials attempted to break them up. So now it's main event time. It's what we've been waiting for. NXT Championship, Ily Dragunov versus Trick. Williams, trick busted lip from the opener reopened early on, and the Mad Dragon enjoyed talking Mello at ringside as he suplexed Trick on the floor. Later, Dragonov sent Mello into Trick's knee onto the still steps. Trick counters the H bomb with a first forty-eight, and Mello went wild, cheering at ringside. The crowd, to no surprise, was completely behind Trick in a way it had not been for much of the night or been heard even. Trick pulled out an H from his zone for an earful. He went for a bicycle <laughs> knee but stumbled with his injured knee. This allowed Dragunov to hit a pair of H bombs, including one diving for a shocking near fall. Man, I thought it was over. Honest to goodness. Like, there were points in this. Like, I mean, I don't want to go back to stuff, but again, little things like the big fight music, you know, and the hype yeah. video. Yeah, we should talk about that because you know, like, the hype video and making it feel like a big deal. Like I said, this has been our main story for what, you know, six months now, you know, going yeah. into this event. Um, and like I said, Trick so overly loved seeing him again. How many babyfaces have you seen appear twice on a show and maybe not get reaction, but because of the music being interrupted earlier to actually sing Whoop That Trick all the <laughs> way through? Trick making Ilya bleed early was a big mistake. You know, like this. <laughs> he <pissed> that, off. <laughs> yeah. You never um, want that guy to see his own blood. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and the kick out of the H bomb uh, was fantastic. There's no doubt about that. I honestly thought that was the end at that point. Um, of course, Kamala Hayes joined ringside support Trick. But he kept getting in the way. He caused a referee bump that saved Ear from a free count. Uh, like I said, the knee from Trick on Ilya was one of those moments I thought this could be it. But at the end, in one of my maybe favourite finishes of yeah. maybe all time. I mean, I have to <laughs> rethink about it. But it was nothing quite... It was just... It was like... A, I don't say it was like a movie, but both just running at each other trying to give their best shot with, yeah. um, like you said, Ilya getting a torpedo Moscow that sealed the champion's win. Um, but that wasn't it, Monty. Uh, because we're going to have to speak about it. Afterwards, Mello <laughs> revealed his true intentions and attacked Trick's knee and laid out a Trick Mello gang shirt on his friend, got the chair and went to town. And honestly... I nearly cried when I heard Trick say no more 
to Mello. Like, it honestly broke my heart. Um, this was just pure joy. I say joy, but just everything about this I loved. So, Monty, what were your thoughts on the match and then what we knew was going to happen, but I don't think no one wanted to happen, and that's what makes it special. Yeah, man. Even even the crowd there, and I'll get to it in a second, but they kind of could let out when he stepped behind Melo, they let off a collective like, ooh, or like, cause like they knew it was coming. But yeah, man, uh the match, bro, man, the match was special, man. This was this was the uh some Magnum Opus type stuff, man. This was like perfect. This was like I don't even know how you you can't put it like to me. And uh, I've heard people, and the thing is, uh, you haven't watched it yet, but when you get a chance to watch it, and me, we can come back and revisit this after you watch ZSJ versus Danielson. But for me, man, this is my match of the year easily. Like, this was this was how far it went. Now it's right up there. Now him and them and Danielson and Zach, too, are battling. Now imagine that. This is Trick Williams, somebody we watched come all the way from the beginning. <laughs> but right now... He is in the conversation with Dragunov, <laughs> Zach, and Danielson as far as like match of the year, in my opinion, wow. if you watch it, because that's just how good this was. The timing, the drama, you know, it's not just because of the stakes and the fact that everybody in the crowd was into it, but like that's a part of it. But though, like you said, it was physical. Like this was still a Dragunov match. You know, don't get it twisted. You <laughs> well, know what I'm saying? I, they I interrupt, but like, go ahead. There was a moment where I, I think Trick bookended. Um, Ear off the apron to the floor. Yes. And yes, it yes, just, yes. Ear's nose just busted. Like it was yes. through and it like, and both bled. And they both like each other. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These guys have respect for each other. And this is what a Dragon Off match can turn into. So yeah, man, I loved it. I loved it, man. Uh, like like you said, the little Larry that that um, you know, it was a, a like I think it was a drop kick that got Dragon Off in the first place. And then Dragunov went high on his lariat, and you could see him bust. Like, I watched it back, and I saw it, like, oh, my goodness. Like, this was really – it got physical really, really fast. Like you said, for people who respect each other. And then, like you said, a uh, bookend off the off the apron. Uh, it was at one point where the crowd was just just all all behind Trick, and he was getting ready to do his lariat. Then, then Dragunov gave a, a perfect reversal out of the bookend slash rock bottom type urinagi. So – it was just like the everything about it was smart. The progression was cool, and then all of it to be culminating. And it was, as a matter of fact, it was so good that I was happy. If I was mad because I was I, at first, I was like, I thought Melo was gonna like. In some ways, he definitely cost his cost trick. Like you said, the falling into him. He's the first person I ever seen get knocked into a top block. <laughs> like he got the, he he missed the punch and go right into a top block. Like that was just that's the first time I ever seen that. And then you know, like you said, distracting the ref. Yes, he did have some shenanigans, but uh, you know, the, it was so good that I was happy that Melo did not play a factor in the finish because it culminated perfectly and they're both in opposite aprons and you have the the the, the start that, so he can go into Torpedo Moscow and then you have Trick loading up for the knee and running and they go head first and literally just because of how Dra- Dragunov does his move he hits Trick before Trick can get there and it just it perfect it was just a perfect way to finish it because it right there that the way that match finished it's not that Trick was not better than Dragunov. He just wasn't better than him tonight. And that's what I love about that. It's just like 
to that at that night he couldn't beat Dragon off. That don't mean the next time they fight, whenever that may be, Trick can't beat him. And I think that's what I love the most about it because this made Trick like we talked about that first match that changed how everyone viewed Trick just in the ring in general. But this one, in my opinion, now it's like, oh no, Trick is damn is he's a champ, he's championship material guaranteed. He's not just a guy who's over right now. He's not just a character who seems like the most important guy. He has what it takes to be the most important guy. And that's what this match showed me. So I love everything about the match. And then again, the, the trick could just go out there and fight with a guy like Dragunov and hold his own the way he did. It's just, oh man, this was just fantastic work from both men. Uh, and then the after effect. Yeah, man, it was just, uh, as someone like you, like me, who've been here the entire, we both been here on the entire ride. And I've been, I've been closer. I've been supporting them from the beginning. And even if I saw the cracks, if it's one thing I know, is that since I've been watching Melo, Melo is all about confidence. He's all he's all he's always been about himself. And for ever since the, the show became more about Trick, that the, the Melo that I know would be seething because he has been him. He and him, it does it, it was never them. It was never it's us. It's him. Even when Trick was was was, was doing everything Trick did for him, we're you're everybody were hundred percent right. And it was real. It was, I saw some people crying online no, after no, that, no. literally crying after this. So it just shows you how invested a lot of people were into the tandem and just the villain that Melo comes off as. Even though I seen it coming, it was definitely shocking the way he did it. But I knew it was going to happen. I just knew it had to happen because from what I know about Melo, his ego would never let someone like Trick be next to him. He would, he would have to try to take Trick out because at the end of the day, He's he's all about his himself. He's all about his ego. So it played it together perfectly. People brought up the great uh, similarities between what he was wearing and what Sean wore when he threw Marty Jannetty through the glass. I didn't even <laughs> notice that, but I was like, that's that, that's a very nice little touch, you know. So uh, we know how much Sean loves to take. Uh, mellow through the stages of Sean's career, it seems like. <laughs> so I just love that little callback. But yeah, man, this was this. Was, and at the end of the day, Trick has gotten too big to be next to Mellow. You think you would hope for them to be together forever, but this is pro wrestling, man. Can, it's can, very, very yeah, rare. You know, like very, you said, very rare, man. Have a reunion on the main roster in a couple of years, like you know. I mean, it's not. Hopefully, this, this is the or thing. Like, they could be. They could be. Blood enemies for the rest yeah, of their career. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like all three, as you said, from this now. Ilya yeah. Dragunov. I mean, Ilya is a great champion. I mean, no matter right. the belt, he carries himself as a star. And as we've spoken about, if Gunther's one end of the street and Ilya's the other, and I've got to pick one, I'm probably going Gunther's way at the moment because Ilya is just on a different level. You know, it's it's crazy. The intensity, everything about it. He's the kind of champion that we all want. You've got Melo back as him and that character that he's over is right. over. And then you've got Trick, who's just been screwed by his best friend. You've got that mm -hmm. story to finish. And, of course, to become champion as well. So, you know, even if it's... I don't think it will be a triple threat, and we'll speak Maybe. about it as well. Yeah, That's down to deliver. So. Um, but, again, overall... This was fantastic, you know, and I think obvious five out of five for both of us yeah. Um, yeah, for this one. But the question is, though, I mean, we should do predictions. We went in here. Um, 
and final scores. James and Jaxie on four. Monty, Gina, perfect scores and a win. So two points each for both of you. So it means Jax yeah. is on six, I'm on eight, Gina on 10, Monty on 15. So congratulations for another win. Back-to-back perfect scores now. I think it's Rumble and Vengeance. Yeah. Place. Well done for that. It's a good start. It's a good start. What's next? Is Deadline next or Revolution? Which one is next? Uh, the next NXT is Roadblock, which would be like an NXT Roadblock. Special. I said Deadline. I mean and Roadblock. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Because, again, you speak about Deadline and Trick's performance at Deadline is one of those that's going to stick with us forever. And we are yeah. going to get a payoff at some point. One crazy thing, Monty, I will say, bonus league at the moment, you're on 15, right? And mm-hmm. this is, what, halfway through February? You right. are only one point off what was your winning score last year. <laughs> Wow. What a start. What a start, man. Uh, crazy, isn't it? I looked at that and I was like, you son of a bitch. Uh, That's insane. So anyway, we've talked about the uh, main event, which was fantastic. And overall, Monty, what would be your... Um, I think we go for main event as match. I don't think it would be too difficult. Yeah. So who is your MVP and what was your score out of 10? Well, this one this one was tough, but I honestly came away from this, and I just uh, it was hard to not give it to uh, Trick Williams. Man, he pulled a double, and like you mentioned, he came away from the last match somehow even feeling like even bigger of a baby face. You wanted to be even more at his corner after his best friend turned on him, but he also, you know, I think both matches were good matches, and. They uh the the story that he was able to still be able to tell you know I thought this was the biggest night in his career win and it, it I, especially if he won but it ended up being still one of the if not the biggest night of his career in a in two losses you know what I mean so I just I, I think uh it's rare that you can get that not only is rare you get a guy who's just as popular as he was when he came out the first match or more popular when he come out for the main event but it's very rare that you can get a guy to go out and you know and end up feeling like a bigger star, and he lost both times. So, yeah, man, I I, I have to come away and give all my uh, my MVP for the night. Uh, I think at the end of the day, we're going to look back, like you mentioned, deadline, we'll look back at this also as another defining moment in the story of Trick Williams. Yeah, I think my MVP, I'll go with uh, Joe Gacy, because I knew you are going to pick Trick. So, right. I think mean, Gacy just showed a little bit different. But, yeah. again... Overall, I mean, we could have picked anybody, you know, throughout the thing. This is the difficult. Uh, this is why I struggle for kind of out of 10 as well, because usually I don't want to give it too much, but I thought this was a great event as well, you mm-hmm. know, like, um, what would you score out of 10? Yeah, I'm with you. I didn't want to overrate it because we did have, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't necessarily like classic per- perfection type of deal, but everything was good. I, I didn't have a problem with anything. I mean, maybe the six-man match you could do without actually give us a tag team title match instead, but uh, at the end of the day, I didn't have a problem with the girls getting the chance to uh, get a spotlight. So, yeah, this was fine. This was, uh, uh, I think my overall rating would probably end up being an eight, a eight, eight and a half or uh, eight and three quarters. So, yeah, eight, eight and a half is probably where I settled. I'm going to go for nine. I know it's quite high, but yeah. still, it's 
I love a takeover because you sit down and it's over before you get up again. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, unlike <laughs> a fucking AEW show where you're there for a couple of days, you know? Um, but anyway, we'll move on because we've still got a couple of episodes of NXT. Um, we do know, like we talked about the bonus scores as well with Monty on 15, so we have done that. So next episode, NXT. And I guess Wade was busy. I guess everybody was busy. Because we got Byron. Um, <laughs> I just... Why? Why would you do that? Um, anyway, just like that, Mello is him. He faced Man. the heat of the entire crowd as he opened the show. It's weird how it changes, Monty, <laughs> isn't it? Like, we've seen yeah. Mello, and then all of a sudden, it's just one switch. Uh, he sat down, he said this... He's changed his mind about speaking, saying, not yet. Uh, what we didn't know is that the fuck you mellow chance got WWE in a lot of trouble. trouble I mean, yeah. they, they nearly got thrown off TV. Uh, but this is just mellow's back. You know, this is what we right. spoke about. Yeah, man. What and like I, I just showed you. I, I, it's one of those times where you're like, dang, we almost got kicked off TV. But at the same time, it's like you, you. I know if you're Sean or you, you know, you book and you're like, ah, we nailed it. <laughs> we nailed it. You know what I mean? Because if, if you know, not only does the audience feel that way, but the, uh, you know, you know that as a viewer looking at him and his smug face, and before he, he doesn't even get a chance to say a word at this point, and uh, you, just everyone was at home. I was sitting at home, and I, and I was like. And I think what I also saw, it was an actual urgency, too, online. A lot of people really wanted to see what Melo had to say for himself for doing it. And it just shows you how invested that a lot of people were in what they had going on. Yeah, without shallow a doubt. Well, we get highlights of Vengeance Day, and then Bron Breaker and Baron Corbin arrive to begin the celebration. They convinced Alicia Taylor to celebrate the winners, ended it with Amphetic, Wolf Dogs, from the announcers, much to the Corbin's chagrin. Uh, they called out the family, but got Nathan Frazier in action instead for the opening match versus Mallet Blade and Edris Anoffi. And after a tough fight, Frazier and Axiom won with a Phoenix Splash into the Golden Ratio. The family arrived after the match and accepted the challenge of the Wolf Dogs for next week. And I tell you what, if NXT aren't careful, they might start building quite a good tag team division, Monty. <laughs> Well, could you look at that? I thought it couldn't be done. <laughs> Interesting times. Ilya Dragunov headed straight into the ring, calling out Carmella Hayes. Instead, Dijak arrived. Um, Ilya loves Trick more than Mello ever did. I think that line... <laughs> Definitely, right? <laughs> I mean, when I wrote that, I was like, my God, I'm so right. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Mad Dragon was... Lived. <laughs> One, it's funny with it's funny with being in a uh, a fight where he almost kills you <laughs> does to a guy like Dragon off. <laughs> it, no, it is it is crazy. Uh, the Mad Dragon wasn't interested in Dijak until Hard Justice took the first shot. I mean, hasn't Dragon off been Ooh. through enough? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Unprotected, right to his face, mid sentence. <laughs> Couldn't even get his catchphrase out, oh, man. Jesus. Oh, man, was that um, was a, that was a stiff one. It was announced that they would face off in the main event, uh, Mister Stone. Then I was hits. like, oh, back to losing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dojack looked strong for one night. 
Mr. Stone's <laughs> kids convince their dad to team up with Von Wagner. Not weird at all. Lexus King versus Riley Osborne. <laughs> Jane Ward hailed to back off from Osborne to seem hard to get. This led her staying in the back for the match. Riley Osborne was rolling until he noticed V. Hale was not in the crowd. <laughs> what are the chances? Oh, oh uh, wow. <laughs> distraction. <laughs> Got hit by the combination. Maybe concentrate on your opponent and not the crowd. <laughs> Afterwards, like, Osborne. Yeah, Osborne went from, hey, Fia, where have you been? And Hale's like, oh, I was backstage. And he's like, oh, that's fine. We're still valentining. <laughs> oh, okay. You fucking... Oh my god! Anyway, and one of your guys, though. Come on, I know, I know, I know. Bring a bad name. Oh my gosh! I'd make you a cup of tea. Lana um, <laughs> Jordan talked about her rise to success. Where did we miss it? Uh, Kiana James and Izzy Day made fun of her and bullied Kalani's friend Brinley Reese in Definitely. the locker room. <laughs> Fucking hell! Oh, when did that happen? Um, she'll turn on her once she eliminates her from a battle royal. Kamala Hayes finally decided the time was right to talk and he headed back to the ring with a single spotlight on his back. Hayes made it clear he viewed Trick as a hype man and a sidekick. But when Williams wow. tried to jump in line for an XC Championship, it became personal and led to Melo's decision to take out his best friend. Hayes then pulled a classic heel trick of playing Trick's music before yeah. telling everybody he was in the hospital with Booker T. And I don't know what was worse. Playing Trick's music and getting the crowd. Or that line about Booker. Oh, the Booker like, T That's line. low, Melo. That's oh fucking low. I yeah. loved it. I loved it, man. Because, like, I knew that he was probably going to go the whole you were just a sidekick route. But, you know what? This is when I really realized that I was very invested. And I saw, like, people online were also, like, see, <laughs> uh, man, he, he really just dirty. You know, but like that's my point, man. It's just when he said the stuff, like I knew he was probably gonna go that route, but to hear him say it in the, the the conviction and the way he said it and then mentioning Booker, it's just like, oh my goodness. He really went for it. And I didn't think it would hurt that bad because I expected it, but it still hurt. So that just shows the investment, I think, again, that we all had in these guys. So to hear him talk like that, it was insane. <laughs> And the funny thing as well, people may be watching for the past couple of months and going, who is this Mello? And it's like, th- this is him. <laughs> this, is, this is the guy no, yeah, who exactly. pulled NXT 2.0 out of the gutter yes. and ran with it. Yeah. Bron, Bron Breaker, to his credit, don't get me wrong. Right, yeah, he's there too, but man, yeah, yeah. You and I came back for Mello every week, there's no doubt. Roxanne Perez. Beat Lola Vice thanks to Tatum Paxley. I tell you what, Tatum Paxley has been featured in every single like moment on this update. I, I think that's the most popular <laughs> name so far. Good, I'm glad. Noam Dar and Ora Mensa accepted a match versus uh, Von, Von Stone, as I'm going to call him now. <laughs> I think that would be the best name. No quarter catch crew challenges Scott to put his hair to his couple of line. Dar wasn't interested. He wants to wrestle like the family. Uh, Lash Legend and Jakira Jackson versus Fallon Henley and Ren Sinclair. Fallon Henley looked dominant, but Sinclair didn't. She failed to Lash Legend's powerbomb. In the locker room, Josh Briggs gave Brooks Jensen a reality check. Now, Monty, I understand if you were to say to me, like, look, I don't do this pod. But to come the next week and go, you're still not doing this pod with me, you fucking loser. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan of Jensen, but I kind of felt bad. 
Oh my goodness! But the, I, I thought that was the best. I, this is actually the best breed of just the segment of that time. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I loved it. I loved every second of it because I was like, "Yeah, I wish he would get over it because his partner got over his ass really fast." So, I mean, it's about time he catch up, please. But yeah, man, this, this, this you're hundred percent right. So it's like, oh my goodness, what are you? You just like a sad puppy, so after a while, you know, it's like a, a sad puppy. Fucking unbelievable. Jada Parker convinced NXT general manager Ava to give a shot at Aljana Rizzo next week. Rich Holland also got a shot at Gallus. Uh, side note, not funny. Ava had to quit X because people were sending their death threats. Idiots. What I mean, come on, man. Are you death threats? Are you fucking assholes? I mean, you are obviously assholes, obviously, yeah. Just, it, 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 Something just, she has uh, nothing to do with, man. Yeah, nothing to do it's with. wrestling, man. Monty, I love wrestling. You love it, but it's a storyline. There's nothing. Why actually send? And if they go, oh, we didn't. You know, we just send a death threat. We weren't going to do it. That's horrible. Oh, so Think so when that. Edge when Edge slapped John Cena's father in his house, I should have just went went nuclear or something and tried to fight. like. Come on, man, like. It's television, bro. Like, do you understand that? And then, like, like you said, that's insane. It's insane to actually go to someone who has, uh, you know, yes, that's his daughter. All right, so what? What did you think that was gonna do anyway? That's another thing. Like, you just you just using the Cody situation to be a dick. That's really all it was. Like, that's the only way you can explain it because it was not like talking to her that way was gonna change any damn thing. Like. I, I I don't understand it, man. I, I never understand these internet. They get behind a computer screen and they can just they they just think they can do it and say whatever they want to people. It's a damn shame, man. And they they make they make us look bad because because unfortunately on the outside looking in, wrestling fans get lumped together and they make us look bad because it's not that big a deal, man. Nah, this is the thing. And one of the reasons why I always start the pod with my name is the accountability. Anything I say, I'm completely behind right. it. You know, and it's exactly the thing. If it's a joke, when if it isn't, if I'm serious, I'll be serious. And with those type of things, well, I don't want anybody doing that to be listening to this show or no. to have any contact with us whatsoever. At all. You know? Yeah, stay away from me. Um, I would literally do what Dijak did with Ilya Dragunov. And I'm not a violent person, <laughs> but I would. Speaking of which, it's our main event. What segue? Ilya versus Dijak. We get a thank you Ava chance starting near the end of this brutal battle. There we go. This is a lot better. <laughs> nice. Dijak hit an impressive springboard elbow drop, but could not get the pin due to the elbow injury he suffered at Vengeance Day. Joe Gacy ruined it for hard justice. Popping out under... This is, should have been ridiculous, and it was. But I was just like, it kind of works with a boxing glove and hitting die jack. <laughs> and you're thinking you go for the most stupid move we see to an H bomb, which again, I don't, the, the, the kind of, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Comparisons between the two. Unbelievable. I gets a win, but then Carmella Hayes caught Dragon off with a chop block and stood over the NXT champion with his gold. So the same move he did with Trick. Showing that he wants the title, um, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Give it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, 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 yes. A hundred percent. Give it to me. First of all, we we thought some of their matches that they had while Melo was still kind of being a babyface were gonna be 
we we thought they were incredible. So just imagine now with a new vicious or a new just like add um, hated hateful element added element to it. Because again, we talked about it. he beat the hell out of Trick and they like each other. <laughs> so <laughs> Dragonoff is gonna be going for blood. And then you got Melo who is gonna be trying to do everything he can mm-hmm. to try to screw uh Dragonoff out of this spot. And then you have the looming possibility of maybe the winner gets a trick, you know, or maybe if because like it's not necessarily a done deal that Dragonoff survives it because we know that maybe they want to add. We know we're gonna get Melo and Trick probably yeah. at stand and deliver, but maybe you want to put the title there. I don't know. Maybe you do. So it's definitely uh, an added element. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. I'm ready. I'm literally getting goosebumps just thinking about Trick's response. You know, right. when, when he finally returned that that. The crowd is oh, I can't wait. electric. Like, I can, yeah, I cannot wait for everything that we've got. Uh, we've got a last NXT, which was February 13th, with Wagner and Stone attacking Metaphor backstage and dragging Dara Mensa to the ring. Stone's sons are getting creepier every week. Like, I don't <laughs> say it's a shining thing, but like at first, though, I'm going, yeah, this oh, is okay. cute. cute and then, and then, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then they're going, fight him, daddy. Fight him with everything you have, Daddy. And it's just a bit <laughs> fucking weird, you know? And Von Wagner looked great in parts. But it was Jackson, a legend, who played the difference makers. They distracted the ref to allow Aura Mensa to hit Von Wagner with a chop block, one of the most used moves in NXT recently, to set up a cheap pinfall victory. What is the point of Von and Stone? I mean, Dijak <laughs> wins more often. Like, literally, <laughs> I have no clue. The only, the funniest thing about what you said about the kids is that was literally basically my what I wrote down for notes. I was like, cute kids, and I just left her alone. <laughs> I don't really like <laughs> it is what it is. Cool to see Stone wrestling again. Are they gonna lean into this more? But I don't really care if they decide to or not. <laughs> I mean <clears throat> I do not want to see a custody of you know, Mr. Stone's fucking choke. Oh, please don't. Anything like that. Uh, JC Jane paid off Chase U debt as Andre Chase brought back together his classroom for the spring semester. So we're moving on. Fresh start. No problems whatsoever. Uh, we get a gauntlet match. Ridge Holland versus Gallus. Ridge Holland hit the Northern Grit in picture and picture and Wolfgang to pick up the victory. Joe Coffey attacked Holland while Mark Coffey was the legal man causing a DQ. Gallus tried to press the attack, but Holland knocked out all three with a steel chair. Officials had to stop him, and he couldn't even believe what he'd done. Sean must hate Gallus. That's the only <laughs> answer. <laughs> See, that's what I was trying to tell you. I'm like, uh, I don't know how, how much he, like you said, he watched, and they got there, and he was like, man, I thought you guys were bigger. And now he's just like, well, <laughs> gonna let you guys. Right, one man can take you down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we don't need the rest of the brutes. We've just got one. Like he's gonna beat you. <laughs> oh my goodness! And it was during this match I realised Vic wasn't alone and was joined by Byron again. That's how the <laughs> scripts. I'm like, oh Byron, you are there. My God, it's not fair to Byron because you go to guys like Barrett and Booker, like yeah, two of I the know, most, I know. like their per- Byron... they personality oozes through the microphone, and you got Byron who just. He's just there. Uh, to be fair, he might be a relation to like the bloodline, considering the amount of different jobs that he has had. Like, I'm just saying. It's like, a good point. You know, he's done a lot. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Alexis King 
can't get involved in enough feuds this time <laughs> with uh, Von Wagner and Stone. Oh, like, yeah, Wagner. we need that. Yeah, we would love to have Rob. them two fighting. Sure. Uh, no quarter catch club uh, as they're now. They're club, not crew. <sighs> okay. They warned nice. Bar that we're coming for the Heritage Cup. Um, Which one? Again, again I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, but there is only one, as you know, and you're mocking me for that. Anyway, no surprise. <laughs> beat Tatum Paxley by submission but Valka ran out to encourage Paxley to keep fighting as things started to go bad and after Paxley lost Tyra uh, Lyra sorry carried her to the back and I do like this because again it's like oh she was there and I know she's crazy but I've had girlfriends like this do you know what I mean just carry her home right tuck her in you know yeah definitely definitely yeah, definitely. I know exactly what you mean. I, she's completely nuts, but, you know, you, you just want to take care of her. Exactly. <laughs> Look what you've done. And again, this is a relationship that started off with Lyra not wanting anything to do with her and now realising actually Tatum does care. So, you know, she's where just can we go with this? Out of her mind, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Can't wait to see where we go next. It was also confirmed that Shotzi and Lyra will face each other. Next week, we know how that one turns out. Yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rizzo promised the family that she had a fight handled. Luca Crucifino, who I said to you was going to be the family's fucking lawyer. I literally said this. Like, like breakout Solomon. <laughs> Took one look at him, and you had them all figured out. Yeah. I was like, that's your plan, bud. Uh, <laughs> so, speaking of Adriana Rizzo, she faced Jada Parker. My God, this was bad. But again, this is why it shows I'm a true fan of women's wrestling. Um, yeah. Parker took it down with a clothesline for the win. Dijak, back in his office, stared at the film from last week until he angry, slammed down his tablet shut. <laughs> We then had Kamala Hayes versus Joe What did he decide to do next? <laughs> Jack's got a bag. We wonder what's going to happen. Uh, Joe Gacy's entrance continued to evolve as the camera made me feel sick. Why? Being filmed upside Why? down and then flipped. Why? No, no Why did they do this, man? I, mean, I, 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 a, I had a couple cocktails when I seen it for the first time. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? The match Thought I was wasn't losing easy. my mind. Yeah, the match wasn't easy for me after that. Uh, but neither was for Melo, but he managed to put Gacy away. After the finish, Hard Justice beat down Gacy. And, well, I'd say put him in a straitjacket. Joe pretty much helped himself. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But we, we understand the concept going we on. Get it. We haven't got a lot of time, guys. All right? You need to get your arms in. Uh, Reese tried to prepare for a match alongside Carmen Petrovic and Kalana Jordan, but Lash Legend and Jackson arrived to mock all three women. That's their two jobs, isn't it? They're just going backstage, and anybody talking is just like, <laughs> fuck you guys. What are you talking about? Uh, Roxanne Perez complained about shots to get the title shot. Ren Sinclair tried to calm her down and Prodigy was just like, Which Who was are you? stupid, by the way. Punched her in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah, just shut up. <laughs> yeah. I know Perez got an attitude adjustment, but I mean, come on. Like, even right. Ava was like, You can't go around just punching people. Like, that's not, it's not on. You know? Mind your business, please. Yeah. 
Even though she is talking out to no one, by the way. Like, if you weren't talking to Reed, who the hell were you talking to? <laughs> That's what happens backstage, just talking to the camera. Um, speak of that, Oberfemi, how fucking worried was he about walking into the cameraman? Do you know what I mean? That shot. <laughs> It's not as easy as it looks, Rick. <laughs> look at the camera. Look ahead, but look at make sure you don't trim up. Um, oh my goodness! Another mysterious video package airing. Talk about the evil of human nature, echoing a phrase of philosopher Zunzi. Hmm. Femi put over Dragon Lee as a worthy challenger who was no match for his destiny. <laughs> Lexus King again. He's only done like five things <laughs> on this update. He challenged Obafemi, and the champion agreed for next week. King tried to lay out Femi, but got sent reeling by the champion. One of my favourite, I think my e- favourite thing ever from um, Jensen, Brooks Jensen, going to Josh Briggs and going, hey Josh, oh you said I've got to grow some balls. And he's like, that was last Where week. He's go? like, yeah, motherfucker. And he just... <laughs> <laughs> Was I the only one who was like, yo, you really did not, this is what you call taking his advice? (laughs) So much fun. Uh, We will get that match on the next update. We then had Kiana James beating Brindley Reese. We then see Mallet Blades and Israel Sanofi arguing how to comfort Reese after a loss, and she was annoying. Coming like, okay, help us, oh, yeah, that's really fine. You learn from losing all the time, you know. Uh, oh, and finally, goodness. NXT Tag Team Championships, the family versus the Wolf Dogs. Uh, Baron Corbin tried to get Bron focused for their match. Of course, Bron's got a lot on his mind, promising to call the team the Wolf Dogs once if they won. We see Clothesline <laughs> to Clothesline sent everyone to the floor. Tony D sent Corbin into the still steps. Then the family sent Breaker through the announce table. Baron Corbin Lowe was flying around the ring to save this match. <laughs> you could tell <laughs> he had not held a title in six years. And it paid off as he set up Bron Breaker to spear Channing Stacks Lorenzo for the victory. The all new NXT Tag Team Champions, the Wolf Dogs, Baron Corbin and Bron Breaker. So, yes, it means you're winners of the Dusty Classic Final, which we have been following through the update. That's the thread has paid off with the new tag team champions. It's almost like we planned it. Monty, what was your thought on this matchup? Yeah, man, this was good stuff, man. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I did come away from it at the end after watching, uh, like you mentioned, Corbin wrestling his butt off trying to finally win one and, you know, and Breaker getting the pin there. It was a, it was solid stuff, solid contest. Didn't have much problem with the stuff, even though this probably I don't know I don't know if this was the you know I you know it's probably safe to say this is probably one of the best matches of that of the defense that we've seen because they didn't really defend it much, so this is uh, they didn't really do much, but you know yeah this is this is you know I can't you know I can't can't be mad at it but like we mentioned I, I it was interesting to see this match uh, happen the way it did. Not that I expected the family to win, but it's just it reminded me earlier in the night, I believe, or the week before. I think it was early in the night. They they said Wizard was going to get in contact with with the family about giving Chase you a title shot. And I'm just like, yep, yeah, well, you're gonna have to contact Braun now. So 
We'll see how that goes. It was interesting. The only thing that kind of had this in doubt for me was because I knew Braun was uh, negotiating, and I know at this point that he that it wasn't official, but I know now we know that he probably – I think he'll be on Friday. Uh, but I think with the way Melo, Dragon Lee, and Braun Breaker now have been on NXT, being on SmackDown pretty much means you're still on NXT at this point. So, uh, you know. Uh, this is I can't wait to see what happens now with them as champions. It's been a fun ride, and uh, you know the chase is over. Now it's about how how convincing and how much of a tag team uh, will they be going forward. It does the, is this something that ends after standing deliver? Is this something that they carry on, like you said, to the main roster together? Like what happens going forward is really interesting to see. Uh, or do they do they use them to build the actual uh, like like we mentioned before, build a tag division? around them for now and then we go then they go their separate ways or then we 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 let them go to the main roster we'll see how this happens but uh yeah this is a good and the right this is good and the right move because we mentioned this plenty of time of uh, the tag team titles all basically get held hostage <laughs> but um like you said i think really really good stuff uh before we look towards the future let's just look back on this update and as I asked you on everyone as well, what were your thoughts on NXT? Because I think, you know, heading into stand to live, like we say, they've set the stall and we've got the biggest story we've had in NXT. We could argue this is the biggest story in NXT we've had in a good couple of years, you know? Maybe even like yeah, the Undisputed Era split. Do you know what I mean? I was like, just about to say, probably, yeah, since Undisputed Era or you can make the case that it's probably the biggest post-pandemic NXT story. yeah. yeah. By far, easily, yeah. So it's been, it's been some of the best stuff that they've they've done. Some of the best storytelling week to week. Uh, for 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 something that I talked about when they kind of started to plant the seed that Melo and Trick would be done. I was wondering. I remember I told you when they kept going with the videotape and who did it and all that type of stuff. How long can they keep it going? They kept it going and kept it interesting for a while. And I'm so I got to give them credit. For um, continuing to, you know, still be ha- give us a compelling story even as time went on, and you could, you know, definitely lose the plot. Like we mentioned with the Chase U story, that took them ages to tell us just for us to get the payoff of basically nothing, <laughs> nothing different. So, you know, f- and vice versa in this situation, the opposite end of that spectrum, we got a pretty good payoff, and we still have an interesting title picture, probably an even more world title picture because of it. So. Yeah, man, uh, I really am impressed with that. That's definitely a highlight. And I just want to say that uh, NXT, from what I've seen people talking about as far as enjoyability, not saying the, the, the best wrestling all the time, not saying that it has the biggest stars in wrestling, but NXT, in my opinion, and from what I've been seeing online, it has probably been the most consistently enjoyable product in wrestling for, for at least th- throughout the new year now for a while, in my opinion. Maybe AEW has been doing a lot better, so I'm not going to act like some of their product has not been great, especially from a wrestling standpoint. But when you're just talking about week-to-week, story-by-story, and just interesting, compelling stuff, yes, some of it is ridiculous, but it's something about NXT charm that make ridiculous work. You know what I'm saying? And I would say, at least for the WWE product, if you compare it to Raw and SmackDown, it's been some of the best stuff WWE has put together all year. And NXT, I've always loved NXT, it's easy digestible, you know, like I said, right. even with a two-hour show, it's so much fun to kind of get through. Uh, and another thing, again, again I don't want to go too long, but compare right. Trick and Mellow to the Devil 
storyline that we had in AEW. Yes. Both were going yes, at the yes, same yes. time. And now look at the payoff between the two, you know? Uh, 100%. <laughs> it's I agree. At, it's just this thing. Anyway, finally what I wanted to do, and again, not spend too much time, but Monty, I've got lots on my hands sometimes, so I'll come up with a dream stand and deliver card, all right? You can tell me to okay. fuck off if you want, but this is what I've come up with in my mind. So first off, we've got family versus wolf dogs. I was thinking like maybe like a steel cage match. And then it kind of turns into a bloodbath and, you know, maybe get their canvas off the ring and stuff like that. Maybe Sean's seen something like that before. I'm not sure. Um, all that, like, <laughs> dog collar or something like this. I don't mind okay. that. Um, Heritage Cup. Noam Dar, Charlie Dempsey. I alluded to it earlier. That's the match to make, isn't it? You know, that would be the one people go, oh, hang on a minute. Not Damon Kemp. Not Kemp. Okay. Uh, I'm just playing. <laughs> um... Roxanne versus Lyra. Again, maybe some sort of stipulation, but, you know, an actual proper match between two. Six-man yeah. ladder for North American. Oba, uh, Stick King in there. Dijak, Gacy. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe a couple others as well. Uh, obviously, Trick versus Mello. No disqualification. And then Ilya versus the debuting Kazuchika Okada. Uh, don't think that. <laughs> what do you think yeah, of that card, Brian? That, can't drop that card. That last match cannot be dropped so casual. Of course, that's an awesome card, man. You know, you can't go wrong with that, definitely. Uh, uh, but, yeah, no, you can't drop that last match like it's just a casual uh, match. But, yeah, man, that would be an incredible way to uh, kick off, basically, the, the big shows for, for uh, WrestleMania. A weekend, I I will not be opposed to that at all. Um, you know, I it's really, 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 really interesting. I I think we might be leaning more towards a multi man match for the tag titles, but we'll see. Um, and uh, but yeah, man, the ladder match for the North American, all of that stuff. That sounds like a really fun card, you know. And uh, I I honestly, I just can't wait to see what they decide to do. Uh, they've been using so many women that I'd be shocked if we only get one women's match. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll probably be involved. I'm, I'm set my ways, Monty. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm just saying, with all these random women you've been debuting, I would like to think <laughs> you won't just have only random women battle royal at a time. Right. Just like... <laughs> Exactly. Here comes exactly. Sarah Shaw. Here comes Gazelle <laughs> Gutuda. Uh, right, so right. I think but yeah, the only question that's though, a great card, though. It's a great card. Thank you very much. But I think the only main question, again, I'm pretty sure your card would be pretty close to that one. It is just for me what Ilya Dragunov does at stand and deliver. That is the I big. Think, that's the big conundrum. Yeah. Like, where where do you go there? Where do you go? Do you do you do you uh, do a Braun Breaker and go to the main roster if you can't secure a Okada or someone outside? Like it's very very interesting where they, the many different ways they can decide to go because Dragonoff is like a Swiss Army knife. You know, <laughs> you can just you can really make him be compelling against plenty of people. So I, I don't know. I don't right now. That's the biggest question mark. Like. How do you feel that void? Is it going to be him involved with Melo and Trick? I really don't think so, but I, I'm really into it. Like, I want to know because I feel like Melo and Trick deserves it. One-on-one, yeah, straight-up no, grudge yeah. match. Yeah, whatever it is. Or, you know, maybe they, they, they might street fight that. You never even know. Something yeah. like that. But, yeah. 
if they do a triple threat at Stand and Deliver, and then maybe a blow-off for Trick and Mello, but what we don't want is what happened with, yeah. like, Chump and Gagano, where it just never fucking ended. They never, I mean? yeah, exactly. Yeah, you never get it complete. You definitely want a resolute who's better than who, you know, probably, in my opinion, I think the right move is to have Mello putting over a trick. Uh, but, yeah, man, I, I can't wait to see what they decide to do. Uh, but I think what you just what you laid out there is awesome. Uh, it's just like you said, who do NXT lean on? In my opinion, to because I feel like dragging off. He's so consistent. You can you're gonna get a good match almost any way. But it'd be nice to see. It'd be nice. But I think that's next update. Once we get past Roadblock, maybe that vision will be a little bit clearer. Who's in that picture? to fight a guy like a dragon off or, you know, is he still involved with the mellow and treat miss? We'll see. Yeah, exactly. And that's the perfect thing about an update is again, like I said, it could all change by the time we do right. roadblock next month. Who knows? And the way the injury bug months. going around, please keep all the main players as healthy as we can well, get. Just it. Don't, just, yeah. Don't please. Let wrestle Ridge. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yes, man. Um, please but if, again, healthy. Like you said, you are absolutely right. But it's been a fun update this month, and that is it. Don't forget, because all social media, Twitter, at the WNR Podcast, I'm at the WNR JR, and you can find the entire WNR team on the Twitter banner. Monty, where can people find and listen to you? You can find me on Twitter, at MyMontyPod. The latest podcast is still in development. A lot of things change with my schedule, so... I would, would love to talk about the latest news with uh, uh, AEW's big business show, the New Japan thing. But honestly, I think it'll actually be better suited for next week when New Beginning and all of that takes place. Uh, so, we're, like I said, I will be putting it out. Just keep your eyes on my Twitter, the new at the next episode, and I will try to cover as much of the stuff that I have missed the last few weeks. But... Yeah, man, at my monthly pod. Check me out or type in my monthly on YouTube and uh, click those links and subscribe. Perfect. The Dublin also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email to Dublin Podcast at gmail.com and YouTube at Dublin Podcast where we'll like clips and podcasts go at the same time on YouTube as do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. So that is it. Our next episode, I'm hoping it's going to be TNA. All right. I know I said this last time, but to to get the time, Monty, you will know this, to find the time to do yes. that. Because at least when there's another person, you have to kind of... Do, but when it's just you, it's, you know, like... Yes. I don't, I don't really want to listen to myself. Man. So it's, it's, yeah. But definitely, next weekend, I'm hope. well, I say definitely, I'm hopefully next Sunday, hoping to review the Elimination Chamber. Because it's going to be weird time on Saturday morning, wherever it is. That should give yeah. enough time to review that Sunday. I'm hoping. We'll speak to the girls. If it doesn't happen, we'll it it's their fault, people listening. All right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> until then, I've been James Rollins and always joined by the mind of Monty Monty. It is always a pleasure and never a chore to do an NXT update and catch right up with NXT. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I agree. Right back at you. And I can't wait for the next one. Perfect. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And bye.